0: You think about the next big revelation, or whatever the case
1: may be. Seven, 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 seven.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. And I feel like,
2: because I used to smoke a lot of weed, and weed does that have that effect to some degree. Yeah, yeah, fruit. I had to put the weed down. You know, you know, you know, this is a <laughs>
0: straight into it straight oh, like into it. the conversation um so this is special for various reasons by the way okay some, some of which you know some of which you don't know all right uh actually probably you, you just don't know any of them so uh, first one is this is episode 200
2: oh sweet yes that's I'm awesome very, very congratulations that. yeah no thank you episode two um what was the, f- the first one i was on I think it was
0: ago. like, d- yeah, man, I, I have a hard time thinking about it, but I think it may have been like in the seventies. Okay. Somewhere in the seventies.
2: Yeah. I was trying to think of it on the way over. I remember what hunting season it was. It was my mm. first year of filming. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the
0: second reason. Thank you for that. Uh, as to why this is so cool for me, because often in life when we're doing things, we don't think about like you you decided to go into what it is you do now, which mm-hmm. is like filming hunting seasons. Yeah. Yep. Uh because you didn't no longer wanted to do what you were doing before. Correct. Right? Yeah. Which is some government job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um you wanted to do something you had a passion for, you really you loved, yep. filled you with some excitement. And I don't think often when we do those things and we take those leaps, like you know what that means for other people, mm-hmm. you know what i mean you're just doing you're trying to fucking enjoy your life, you're yep. trying to have fun and yeah uh and not look back like man, it would have been really cool had I done this thing right you know, and often when I have the conversation with people about humans that have gone off to do things that make them happier and made some huge transformation in life you come up in that conversation mm. often you're like you're like one of five people that i bring up often that's in cool. in that conversation that's cool and you've been a huge yeah you've been a huge inspiration for me awesome absolutely just yeah for sure just having that conversation with you and knowing you and knowing what you did and how your lady supported you through it mm. and just that whole thing is awesome yeah um it even made me think the other day about how how observant our children are and we don't think about it. And I just think, man, you have three little girls, correct? I have three little girls and two little boys. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have one little girl, two grown girls, yeah, one little boy, and one 12-year-old. Wow. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> You're raising a village. Yeah. Uh, I just—it made me think about what they see, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's—I don't know if they're uh, conceptualizing it now, but they'll often what— we know to be available to us in life, achievable is like what we see, yeah, what's around us, and so you'll have young people that you are helping come into this world, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, like it's an option to do things that I like, right? Like
2: it's an option, yeah, and it's it's like there's a difference too between what my older kids see. And what my younger kids see because my older kids have seen both. They saw when I worked that government job and I was, you know, working from 6 to 2.30 and dealing with two hours a day of traffic Mm. and miserable. And they saw me go from that to doing what I do now. As opposed to my little ones who only know That's all they know. They only know that Daddy loves daddy (laughs) loves his job. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to kind of see as my old my younger kids get a little bit older how they perceive what I do for a living Uh, as opposed to my older kids. Oh
0: yeah, I guess that will be interesting. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Like what do you have any predictions?
2: Um, I don't know. It's tough with kids, man, because they don't. They don't know what they don't know. If you, if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like it like, goes for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if if they don't even know that work can suck, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are they ever gonna even consider that as an option? Mm. Like, why would I work a shitty job? Yeah, my parents like... both love their jobs. <laughs> Let me find. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, my older kids have the benefit of seeing. The difference. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what my kids do when they're older. Mm-hmm. Based on the, you know, the the examples my wife
0: and I have set. Have there ever been any moments in your in your current living situation or working situation, I should say, where there was like a moment of like ingratitude where you're like, oh fuck, I gotta do like this thing. And then it struck you like, wait a minute. No, this is the no. This is the thing I want to do. Like, wait a minute. Like, I can't. Have there ever been like those moments? Maybe it's the long drives. Maybe I don't know if there are like any moments. Are that, you saying like moments of like love? they like they kind of suck for a second until you realize that you're actually oh, doing f- what you love for
2: sure. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, for sure. Like I was on a trip this year where <clears throat> I got sick in the middle of the trip. Oh, like fuck. Fever. Um, Sore throat, coughing every three seconds And We were hunting every day Up at 4am, hiking all day long And one morning I woke up I was like, fuck And uh, I was sharing a tent with another camera guy And he went over without me saying anything And told my buddy Who I was filming that I was not doing well And I was like Fuck that Like Yeah I didn't want to go out but i was like this is my job now yeah um and doing this as sick as i am is still better than sitting in traffic (laughs) (laughs) still better than sitting in traffic driving in the pentagon yeah and uh my buddy called me into his tent he was like dude you can totally stay in today if you want like and we had not killed an elk yet Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck off i'm going i was like if you kill an elk today yeah while i'm sitting in the tent laying in my cot. You know how pissed I'm going to be? Yeah. So, I literally told him, fuck right off. Yeah. I'm, gonna I'm going to <laughs> get some water and we're going. I'm going to get some water. So, yeah, there's times, I mean, I think there's times with every job, regardless of how much you like it, where you're going to be like, fuck, that's bullshit. This sucks. But, you know, as long as you can keep it in perspective, and I, I you know, think it's important that at some point in your life, you work a job that you hate, so you have something mm. to to compare. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some perspective uh, of what's shitty. Yeah. Because what's shitty at a good job,
0: you know, yeah. might be a great day at a shitty job. Yeah, that's very, very true. <clears throat> yeah, that grueling aspect of walking into your job and being like, oh, my God. This, yeah. Geez, I got to deal with these people yeah. that fucking, they're just, like, dragging themselves through here, and they want everyone to be as miserable as yes. they are. Yes,
2: I've worked a lot of jobs where Everyone there hated it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) When I worked that job at the Pentagon, dude, I'm gonna tell you what, there were some guys there that were in their 50s or 60s. They've been doing the same frigging thing for the last 20 years and just miserable. All they talked about was how they couldn't wait to leave and grab a 12 pack on their way home. And you know, but then they're doing the same exact thing the the next day day. and the next day. And then, and like that, those guys are what kind of they're a part of, like, what helped me make the decision. Like, I didn't want to be like that. Yeah. Like, that scared the shit out of me watching those older guys. Yeah. Miserable doing the same shit. Yeah. So that played a factor in, in my decision-making process. Yeah,
0: for sure. For me, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that in some of us, and I don't know exactly where it comes from. Maybe it comes from from seeing examples of people that have, that have made it out and you know, quote-unquote, um, but some of us, it seems like being miserable at some point it just becomes, it becomes unbearable. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, I have to move. Like, I, I, I can't. Because there are clearly tons of people that the impetus to move never, it never overtook them. Yeah. For whatever. And, and, and I don't even want to be unfair because I know that a lot of the times it's life circumstances that sort of box you in. Maybe you have too many responsibilities at one point and you just feel like trapped. I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm not young anymore. Raising no kids, you know, with no significant other, with no mortgage, with no car payment, with no like none of these things over my head. Like I can just I can make whatever I can pivot. I can Mm -hmm. pivot. Um, (sighs) It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there's nothing, there's got to be nothing worse than just looking back at age 70 and being like, fuck. Yeah. Like, like I had one shot at this. Yeah. And I just, I hated every bit of it. Yeah. Oh, I just, that's Yeah, those
2: thoughts, those thoughts went through my mind a lot. Like, those last few months I was working at the Pentagon. Like, is this what I want to do forever? You know, am I going to get stuck? Am I going to get trapped? Mm. Yeah, you know, and it got to the point where I was like, I gotta, I gotta make a move, gotta do something. Well, now and and now, and now you're running younger.
0: <laughs> now you're running around and you're, you're traveling. Ohio, you said to to Oklahoma. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I I went a lot of places this year. Our first trip was to Colorado. We did an elk hunt in Colorado. Then we did a second elk hunt in a different part of Colorado. Then we drove up to Wyoming and did an antelope hunt. Which, how, w- how successful
0: are most of these hunts, by the way? If you could put throw a percentage on it.
2: so this year, um, the two elk hunts were the only unsuccessful hunts, okay? Um, which is pretty common for elk hunting, they're a tough, mm. tough animal to hunt. Mm. Um, in fact, I don't know how this statistic came up, but it's thrown around a lot that, um, the success rate for killing elk is somewhere around eight or nine percent. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. <clears throat> and in archery season, mm. so archery all counting is extremely difficult, and that's what we did. Came close. We came down. I almost got run over by an elk. Whoa.
0: Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yep. How so. lo- how large do these things stand on?
2: So, from <clears throat> hoof to shoulder, they're a little bit smaller than a horse. Whoa. They're big animals. Whoa. <laughs> You almost being ran over, Um, and this, yeah, they're (laughs) like horses with antlers. That's (laughs) great.
0: (laughs) great. So they're so they're like ponies then,
2: like like not as
0: large as yeah. Wow, which which are large. Yeah, by the way, like I think when people think pony, they think mini horse, but no, like ponies are the are the animal that
2: people play polo on. Yeah, like though they're they're large. Yeah, they're not small. They're not dogs. No, yeah, they're big animals. That's crazy. Yeah, so. I'll tell you that story real quick. We were, I think we we're on like day four or five of the hunt, and it's me and the guy I'm filming. He's his, his name's Tommy. He's one of my best friends nowadays, but because uh, we spent so much freaking time together. But we're on day four or five of this hunt, and we're hunting with a guide. So the guide is showing us around. He knows the the area. He's also calling for us. Um, you hunt elk in September because that's when they rut. So um, rut that when they're when it's they're mating, mating, mating season, season. Yep. yep um so you can use several calls to kind of coax them in you mm-hmm. can use a cow call you can use a challenging bull bugle um and this particular day this elk that we got to respond responded to a cow call mm-hmm. um so and, he,
0: he, and, and he's not using any—is so there like a, a—
2: It's a reed that he sticks in his mouth. Oh, okay. And he just kind of uses his mouth to make the call. It's like a what? little half-moon-shaped thing that you just kind of wow. put on the roof of your mouth and use your wow. diaphragm and tongue to kind of make the— Wow. Yeah, to manipulate the—yeah. and yeah. um, So he's cow calling. the elk's bugling back at us, letting us know he's coming. And then all of a sudden, he just starts charging in. And we heard him before we saw him. And when the first time we saw him, he was at like 60 yards, and he was coming in hot. So we're kind of down in this little drainage, and he gets right to the edge of this drainage before he stops, which was like from here to that wall, like eight yards. So, And I've got it all on camera, too, and he was coming so freaking fast. I was like, is he going to stop? Is he going to stop? Is he (laughs) going to stop? I just had a camera on him and stayed still like— Almost to the like, it almost got to the point where I was about to bail. Yeah, like he yeah, was close. Yeah, you were playing chicken. <laughs> yeah, and he was a smaller elk too, but a small elk is still <laughs> running my ass over. Yeah. So yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool experience. That's the closest I've ever been. And you got out. it all on camera. all on camera. Yeah, it'll be on the on the episode next year, well next done. season. Well done. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So, two Colorado trips, two Colorado hunts, then to Wyoming. Um... We went on an antelope hunt, which was successful. Then it was... Oh, then I went back to Colorado for a different TV show. <clears throat> Shit, what did I do next? Came home for a little bit. Then I believe... How, how does the networking happen between, <clears throat> like, jumping
0: between different television? Are you just talking to people? People like, hey, I know... Some. Kind
2: of, yeah. I mean, it, people in the industry all know each other. Okay. The, the TV show that I went back to Colorado to film for... The guys who I do 99% of my work with, they do the editing for that show, mm. for the other show. Oh, very So nice. it's basically just, oh, you know. That's beautiful. Everybody knows each other. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I had a gap. I'm basically full-time with the show that I work for. It's called Become One. But any gaps that I have where they're not hunting, I'll fill in and work for some other shows, Yeah. you know, so I can stay busy. But I was so busy with them that that... That gap was basically the only one I had this year where I worked for another show. Um, But anyway, went to that. That was Colorado. Then I came home for a little bit. Then just whitetail hunted the rest of the year. We did Oklahoma a couple times, Ohio a couple times, and they were all all successful.
0: Very nice. Yep, That's beautiful. This must be keeping you in hella shape.
2: The western hunts, for sure, the elk cut, because whitetail, you sit a lot for whitetail. You get Mm -hmm. in a tree stand, you park your butt in a tree stand for a few hours, but the elk cutting is very, very physical. Yeah. Yeah, it's mountains, it's rough terrain, it's hiking for 12 hours at a time, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's at elevation, too, which is a shock to the system when you first get out there. Jesus, Yeah. It's cold. It's chilly. It's September, but it's it's chilly in the mornings. So i know a
0: guy he's he's been exercising he's been trying to uh to get mass at this point he mm-hmm. said he didn't really feel <laughs> funny enough masculine at his weight i think his weight but he's also like five Nine, Mm -hmm. right? About what I am. You know, and he, so, but he was like 150 something. Mm -hmm. He was just like, he was like, one, he was like, you can move things that are 150 pounds really easily. Yeah. He was like, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I need to weigh more than that. Yeah. So, all right, that's fine. But in, in his, I guess, journey to gain mass, he has pretty rigorous and aggressive self speak to himself right mm-hmm. like while lifting you yeah. know what i mean come on you piece of shit like fucking. <laughs> or he's taking a hike with a rucksack and he's just like why the fuck are you breathing so heavy yeah like what do you, you can't do this like yeah. i don't understand like why are you acting like this is right so that's sort of his mentality at this point how old are you now
2: 39 39
0: 39 what are what are your like physical goals because i know you're still lifting yeah. at, at the gym and yeah like so what are your physical goals and like what is your sort of speak to yourself so
2: i'm glad i'm glad we're we've we're talking about that because it used to be very negative. Like that guy, like don't be a little bitch. Come yeah. on, you pussy. Let's get this fucking weight going. You know what I mean? I think mean, we've all kind of dipped our toes in those waters. Yeah. And you can still be aggressive with yourself, yeah. but in a more positive way. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, let's be the best. Let's be a fucking champion. You okay. know what I mean? Like, okay. okay. See that? You can be aggressive and positive. Yeah. It's possible. That
0: sound, see, that sounded very simple and much more loving. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounded great.
2: Yeah. And I trust me, there's still days where I'm like, if this fucking waiter die trying you bitch (laughs) but most days i've kind of and that's that's a recent thing too like uh, positive self talking. yeah um and i think that's important but um and that that actually was a goal of mine last year was I wrote down more uh, self-positive, positive self-talk.
0: Mm. Um, How'd you get to that? Like, what, what clicked where you were like, I need to be nicer to myself? Like, what
2: happened? <sighs> or did someone point it out to you? Like, That's a good question. I think it, a lot of the people I follow on Instagram, um, like the motivational guys, there's a guy named Justin Suo who I follow. Um, he's huge on positive self-talk. Okay, um, So he triggered it a little bit, I would say. And then the more and more I did it, I was like, yeah, this works a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be angry at the gym to get results. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it's still a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, it's important. It's self positive. Self-talk is definitely important.
0: Yeah. I know, Mikey, as we were talking about listening to David Goggins, you know, stay hard, you know, don't yep. be, don't be a bitch, you know, yep. just keep moving. Uh there's I mean, parts of Goggins that I take, and there's parts of Goggins I'm like, you, ah, I'm you, good. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. The running on zero cartilage in your knees is is still beyond me. It's like impressive. I, I have no idea how like what that feels like or how you just do that. Yep. I guess it's, I guess it's like this book that Mikey talks about called Endure. So Mikey's mm-hmm. trying to right now. Mikey's in this stage of trying to figure out just how far can I go. Like I like I thought that I knew my capabilities before I thought I knew the boundaries until I pushed past those. Now I now I'm uncertain. Now I don't know exactly how far I can go. But I'd like to find out. Yeah. So that's that's why he's crazy right now, (laughs) Uh, which is which is crazy. It's it's like it's wild watching him do it um, because I know how his brain works, as I was telling you, it's it's he's going to play Tetris with this. He's going to figure out every block. He's got the apps working for him. He's got ChatGBT working for him, telling him exactly how much of... Everything, every row that he does, and how much he needs to work, and for how long before he can rest, for how long, and how many calories he needs to be intaking yep. for every hour. And so, so, have you talked about
2: his his little venture on the on the podcast before?
0: We've talked about yeah how it sort of evolved from the running into now okay. the row. So
2: the listeners are. Familiar oh, with what yeah, he's doing? Yeah, I gotcha. yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He okay. went yeah.
0: He went on like a good two-hour <laughs> monologue about how he got to where he is and where we expect him to be, I guess, in June of next year. That's
2: I'm so proud of him for doing that. Like yeah. I love when people test their limits, and mm. there's somebody that's going to do it. It's going to be him, and he's a million. That's it, right? A million. He's trying to break the record. Him and a buddy are trying to break the record for a, yes. the quickest to a million meters on a rower. Yeah. It's freaking insane. <laughs> that's freaking insane.
0: But he sent and you know, and he did what he knew he needed to do, which was let as many people know about it as possible for some accountability. Yep. Yep. He was just like, oh, I'm locked in now. Yep. Like, that's it. Yep, like I, I said, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Yep. I've texted everyone. I let everyone at the gym know I said it on a podcast like I, I'm, I have to come back and do it. So now he's just sending me constant stats and I'm just blown away. I don't even know what to do with those numbers. I don't know what to do with them. Like, he's sending me all these things. I'm just like, dude, I, you know, I I was having this conversation with, with the lady the other day about appreciation for things in life. And I try to open myself up as much as possible. But if you don't understand something, you can't, you just can't appreciate it. Right. So. On a small note, she'll come into the house and tell me she will rave about the discounts for things that she found. She's like, Earl, like, you have to understand. Like, I, I went to Aldi and, you know, I was trying to purchase avocados and mangoes and they were this amount for this pound. But then I went to Costco and I got it for this amount. And, this. and I'm like, hey, listen. <laughs> I believe you. Like, like I know I don't need all the details of your thriftiness. Like I know that whatever it is you're doing, like it, but numbers for me are difficult. Yeah. I'm just stupid in that regard. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. It's just, Why don't you just tell me how much you save Yeah. Let's just it cut ju- to the yeah, chain. it's just difficult for me to to really like, you know, get into that. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, but I but I get it. I just I just I'm lacking on that appreciation there. When he's sending me these stats. There are a couple numbers that make sense to me. Like when he says he's been working for an hour, two hours in the gym, and he burned thirty-four
2: hundred calories. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's madness. That's madness. Yeah, that's that's more than a lot of people eat
0: in an entire day. That's what I was saying. It, it not only is it more, it's and he's burning it in two hours. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I said that's like the daily recommended amount times
2: like half. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's, that's insane. Yeah.
0: I'm like, what are you what are you eating?
2: Yeah. He's gotta be on the Michael Phelps diet, like just pancakes and just all kinds of cows. Yeah. I haven't talked to him yet about that, about his nutrition. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, what are you he's talking about that uh, he's
0: for Thanksgiving, he had some honey ham next to him and like a bot and some body armor. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what it is that it's, it's going to take. But I feel like there's there's got to be a very particular procedure, like a certain amount like vitamins and nutrients yeah. that you're getting because yeah. you are. It's,
2: when you when you're working out that much that often, you d- your nutrition is definitely important and you got to have it down to a freaking science
0: chat GPT. Yeah. I'm um, sure so He's plugging, he's using that thing so much. Yeah. Like he's like, i never like, heard. What is that? So that is, that is the, I guess, highest form to civil society that, that is available to civil society of AI technology that pretty much you, and the way he puts it is it's like a restaurant. You give it the order that you want and it'll spit something out. Hmm. So You can make art with it. He's just—I'll show you some photos. He's just put in, just like he was making fun of a friend of ours, and he was just like overweight man tripping on a mountain, spilling (laughs) food on the ground, and it generated in an Eagles jersey. The you—you couldn't even think about the image that is spit out. It's beautiful. That's crazy. It's and he spit out like 30 30 seconds. I know. He's all on it. Like he tells me all about the AI advancements, and he's just like, "Dude, we're out of here." Like it's 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 growing at a pace. He says you can talk to him or, or Vince about it. They're both up on this knowledge. Mm-hmm. He's like, "It's growing at a rate we just can't even understand."
1: Hmm.
0: He's like, "It's it's insane right now." To the point, it's just making it's making songs. Like, making like, there was a Drake the weekend song that came out like earlier this summer. It sounded like Drake in the weekend. Like and it it went it blew up really like, yeah
2: it's it's like the is it bi- so good that like you fear for for actual artists
0: artists are definitely in a tizzy yeah. to say the least really yeah yeah it's like this this conversation that's happening right now for creatives the conversation is how for how long <laughs> uh are humans going to care about like the authenticity of a human making something versus just like the the crisp cleanness of AI spitting it out, yeah, at at, at a moment's notice, you know, mm-hmm. something that'll take Drake in the weekend maybe a week or so to put together that she can put together in a, in a minute or mm-hmm. two, you know what I mean? And and he was saying that there's there's that for the writers' strike as well happening in Hollywood where. Writers, who knows how long it takes to write a script, you know. But instead, and he, Mikey, put together an article for like the owners of the the Carolina Panthers being like aliens. He created this whole narrative because he, <laughs> he's upset with the ownership of his football, his favorite yeah. football team. <laughs> <laughs> so he like plugged in some ideas into this thing, and it wrote him like a whole article. About how these people are aliens from another universe, another dimension, that have come down to overtake the Carolina Panthers, and how they decided to do it, and for what like what, what their intent is, and all this. So it wrote him like an article because hmm. I was like, "Mikey, how did you write this?" I was like, "This is." I was like, "You don't write like this. Like this is yeah. really, really good." He was like, "Oh yeah, just type these ideas in." So instead of writing a script, you could just type this in right, type in an idea. And get a movie or get an article. Get a. It's it's pretty
2: it's pretty wild. Now, when you read it, you could tell that Mikey had not written it, or was but there, but was there some but question. But
0: only because
2: I know Mikey,
0: right? So so I didn't think that. And this is no slight on Mikey. I'm just no, saying, no, 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 it, like but it was just very, very well written. Yeah, like it was a professional like a journalist. Ro- uh, that so it wrote didn't.
2: It didn't seem like a robot. It seemed like it a didn't. legit journalist wrote it. It did. Interesting. It did. Yeah. Was there any personality behind it whatsoever? See, that's the thing. Uh,
0: because this, <clears throat> this thing. It, I mean, if anything, Mikey's personality. Right? Really, because because Mikey kind of like fed it something like all it's doing gotcha. is just like absorbing whatever
2: it is you give it, yeah. and, and putting it out. Now there. let me ask you about the song that it wrote. Mm. Like you compared it to Drake. Did it have? Did it have like no. a Drake
0: swag to it? It, it? it had a Drake swag to it, but there are, there are intricacies that I don't think there's like nuance that I don't think that it can quite get to yet. Yeah. There, there is still a missing of soul mm-hmm. to it. And I think, that's which I hope it always
2: at. does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe one day there will be, but how do you, <clears throat> how do you give a machine that? How does it, how does a machine create that? I know. I know. That's
0: that's been my thing because I I'd like to think that there's this thing that is deeply human, mm-hmm. you know, whether you can put your finger on it or we can articulate it or not. We feel it. Yep. Um, and, you know, we hear it in in, in some of our favorite music that has just been timeless. We see it in some of our favorite films Mm -hmm. and all of, all of art that just seems like this had to have been done by a human uh, that, that went through some experience. Right. Yeah. The question is from someone like Mikey, that's that's a bit more technology forward is if you build something that has instantaneous access to all human experience at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. like, could they not fake that to the point where it would be unrecognizable to us? Yeah, I hope You not. know, like, everything that we've ever recorded, everything we've ever put online, all of Shakespeare, all of everything that has ever happened, mm-hmm. and then, boop, just, like, spits it out. Like, could it not? I mean, there are people... They're just humans that fake the realness and soul and things and people kind of just like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. You know,
2: so. But they've felt those emotions before, so they Mm -hmm. at least know how to fake them. Mm -hmm. Machines never felt that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think last time, I feel like last time you and I chatted, we talked about those brain chips that Elon Musk. The Neuralink. Yeah. The Neuralink. Like. I wonder if if those are going to play a factor in this, too. Like, is there going to be a code written for every emotion possible? You know, what wow. I mean, yeah. And that then is... now these computers can use that. Well, see, I, I guess for our, <laughs> I
0: guess the thing is, is what we're really talking about is they're only a finite amount of actual emotions, you know, like you're. Like, you're angry, happy, joyful. Like, there are only, like, a few of them. There's Then there's a bunch of things aside from that, like, embarrassed and, you know, bashful and things like that. But there are only, like, a few core emotions, like sadness, anger, happiness. Now, what makes humans human, and I think what we're getting at is the complexity of the mixture of of all these emotions and nuances to
2: those. Or the complexity of that emotion from person to person.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, what makes you angry doesn't necessarily make me angry at the same level that it makes me angry. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, there's, yeah. it's so, it's, it's, like you said, it's so complex. And, and a lot of the times, the
0: music or the art that I think that really moves me, I, I can say for sure, is a, is a very deep, complex, like, like, for instance, there's this movie I always refer to called Blackbird. It's... I think, for me, just the level of emotion that, that it evokes in me is its most beautiful movie ever. It's about a woman that invites her entire family back to like their old family, kind of like beach house, boat home, in a sense. And her and the husband invite the whole family back to let them know that, okay— The mother, the matriarch of this family, is sick. She's been sick for a while now, and we are going to euthanize her. Mm. She's only like fifty or something, but she's getting. I think she has ALS, so it's like very rapid deterioration Mm -hmm. that is happening. And she has made the decision: like, I don't want to just start dropping thing. Like I'm already starting to do that now. Like I'm already seeing myself deteriorate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and watch the love of my life. Watch me deteriorate. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I want to leave now. You could imagine you bring a whole family and it's like 15 people in the house. Cause now you have like extended family, like boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, cause like it's, you know, the, the love, the complexity of emotion and thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. towards the mom making this decision for herself is is deep yeah it's like some people are like it's your life you d- i'm going to support you and what you want to some people are like no you can't leave yet uh, you know they have that selfish inclination like i, yep. I need you to stay here yep. some people are like there are things we haven't worked out between us yet mm-hmm. i can't like you can't leave just yet like i what am i going to do if you leave i'm going to be stuck with these feelings yeah and in in just everything in between. So it's just like there's laughter, like heavy, heavy laughter. There's, there's connection. There's still severance and, and ruffles being had, that iron, like wrinkles that need to be ironed out. There's, there's just such love and there's some hatred and, you know, spewing just toxicity yeah. at, at certain people and just acid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, there's so much going on. And for that, it's very human. Mm-hmm. It's very, very beautiful to like just
3: see people in a very, very human state. Now, if it, I, I just, I don't know if
0: it's sad to think that it would be able to to do that, but it just, it just seems so complex. Yeah, it, I, you know. Yep. I, I I just don't know. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm no technology expert, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's why I like, that's why I find myself interested in humans more than I do the gadgets and all of mm -hmm. that. Now, I'm certain people that look at gadgets see some nuance and have an appreciation for the nuance of gadgetry and coding that I also can't tap into because I don't know shit about shit. Yeah. But when it comes to humans, I see like that's that fabric that we're talking about. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm attracted to. Yeah. So that's probably one huge reason, maybe the reason as to why I do this. Yeah, you know, because I I
3: get that here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. I I don't, I don't see it happening anytime soon. And I think, what have we had? Six billion people on this planet. Yeah, I guess roughly six to eight. I I don't know. I always hear different numbers. <sighs> how does a how does a machine? How does a machine? feel the difference in emotion of 8 billion people
0: yeah like you're saying is it, is it simply a like is it, is it simply just coding you know that's like, a lot like of fucking code
2: yeah yeah like <laughs> that's can, a like, lot of because it, it's not just 8 billion like, codes like
0: could it break us down right exactly like how many different codes of emotion do I have myself right 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 yeah I don't know yeah, I don't uh, know. It's we're kinda, getting
2: into the weeds a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. It, it definitely gets, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not even for our brains to wrap our minds around. Yeah. Like, that's how deep it gets. To me, it sort of seems like they're like, trying to wrap our minds around what AI technology would have to do to tap into that from the absorption of all souls on the planet and the complexity of each and every one of them is like trying to wrap your mind around Infinity. Yeah. It's like trying to wrap your mind around the solar system and all the parallel universes and the stars and
2: stuff beyond our mental capability. Yeah, no. I'm I'm just just out here. I'm just putting wood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just out here chopping wood, taking photos. But seriously, that's what you, you just got to yeah, man. Keep, just do some regular do shit. Do some regular sh- or just keep creating the, the shit you love to create. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep doing podcasts, I'll keep taking pictures <laughs> and video and hopefully the fucking computers don't take our shit over.
0: <laughs> this is so funny cuz like all that all that thought just at some point just comes down to I ah, want a cup of coffee. It just, it just comes down to just like, oh fuck it, let's yeah. just do some regular shit. Yeah. When you're out there and... Where has been the place that has had the least amount of, like, ambient light or, like, light pollution that allows you to see the stars at night?
2: Um, Northeastern Montana, I would say. Northeastern Montana. Yep. So this spring, I went to a turkey camp in northeastern Montana with guys that have been doing this camp for, I think, 12 years. And this year, we had the crazy, a crazy, crazy display of northern lights. Mm. which I had never seen ever before. But these guys said in the 12 years they had been coming to camp, they had, they'd all seen the Northern Lights before, but never at that camp. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you could see every freaking star. I did some cool time lapse, some night lapses out there. Mm. When you open up the shutter on a camera for 30 seconds, it gets every star in the sky. Wow! So it was really cool that I got a time lapse of the Northern Lights. I got a couple night lapses of all the stars. I'll send them to you after the podcast. Yeah, oh, pl-
0: freaking dude, amazing, dude, please yeah. dude! I was just like, man, I, I got to I have to see them firsthand at some point in time. Yep.
2: So right. just the stars that you can see with a naked eye is impressive compared to to Gainesville, Virginia, or
0: Leesburg. Oh, right? dude, you know I mean? I'm fucking certain of it.
2: But when you open up the shutter on a camera for 30 seconds, the amount of shit you can see is just mind blowing. Like there's more stars than there is sky.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I'm talking. It's about. crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I think that there's a, a correlation between older human beings, you know, or past humans, I should say, that would just look up at the sky and just, at a moment's notice, understand their their minuteness, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and become humbled immediately. Yeah. Just like, oh, Wow. <laughs> yeah oh, but now that I, I feel like we don't have that and that's sort of like covered up, yeah, for a lot of us, we don't we don't get that sense of awe yeah as as much in life. We're yeah, not, we're not awed as much. We're not as awe-struck, I should say. yeah people be like really bored with life itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if they could just look up every night and see some shit like you saw, they'd yeah. be like, "Oh wow, no, like this is pretty crazy that we're here." Yeah, this is pretty crazy.
2: And that's one of the first things I do, like when I go to a new place at night. The first thing I do is look up and see how well I like mm. how I look for how many stars I can see and how much light pollution there is in that particular area. Mm. It's fascinating, like. That northeastern Montana trip, it's it's crazy. Like I'm trying to think of some other places I've been, but that was insane. That that Northern Lights display we had that night, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. Hmm. It's crazy. Is it yeah. is that
0: like when you see that, are you just awestruck? Is anything going through your mind or you're just looking at it
2: like this is just, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. I was working too, so I did have to get some of it on camera, but I sat and enjoyed it for a few minutes before I uh,
0: before I hit record. And you guys are setting up camp, so you guys are burning like you guys are making fires mm-hmm. often. See, man, it's just that's just, it's just such a primal thing. No matter <clears throat> what background of people you come from, you guys were sitting around a fire at some point in time. Mm-hmm. I just think it's something, you know, as as I'm burning wood in here constantly. I just I think about it every time I look at it. It's like how. How deeply ingrained is this, like me just looking at this fire and like having to come over and tend to it, mm. and liking, doing that, just looking into the flames, like how much of this has nothing to do with my personal taste, right, but, but just of an it,
2: evolutionary it's
0: just built inside of my yeah. DNA to just look at the fire yep. and tend to it and sit around it, yeah it's, it's
2: <laughs> it seems like that's yeah, it seems that, deeply like profound to me, like most just people are like that it. when they when they get around a fire too like. Mm. If you sit around a campfire at night with people, at some point you're going to look over at every single person in that circle and they're just going to be staring into the fire not saying anything. Yeah. Every single, every single person sitting around the fire. That's fascinating. Now that I think about it, who was it, and
0: maybe you do or do not know this, in the Bible that was looking at the burning bush? Was that Moses? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. It's kind of wild though to be looking into the burning bush for answers. Like that's hmm. like supposedly that's where like God was speaking to this prophet from like showing this person answers through like the flames, like seeing images in the flames hmm. and shit like that. Yeah, that's kind of kind of fascinating. I'm getting back into the weeds. <laughs> Some people think that that's like a. a uh, should I say
3: pseudonym? No, not pseudonym, but sort of like a um, an allegory of sorts for uh like burning nature as a way of getting to other mental
0: states.
2: Hmm. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like they were like people in, in just historical times have been known to drink uh like ergot, which is like a certain type of component that would take people to a different place, magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. All, all these different sort of things. There's a lot yeah, of them out there. Yeah, to kind of bring them closer to what they would hmm. call God, hmm. you know. Very, very interesting stuff. Natives with uh, peyote,
3: cacti, yep. they still do that. There's like tribes.
2: hiab. what is it called?
3: God, what's the
2: H drug that Indians use? Oh, you're talking about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, yeah. Ayahuasca, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was mixing that with Hayabusa. <laughs> mm, I don't even know what Hayabusa is. It's a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> 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 See, is AI going to be able to do this? No,
0: not even. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. It's, but, it's too smart. <laughs> yeah, but there's there certain uh, tribes in Mexico, I believe, and, and I believe maybe Mexico, and New Mexico, that have been sanctioned by the government to be allowed to indulge in this peyote cacti because it's been such a deep-rooted part of their culture Hmm. to kind of sit around. And I've known people to be, which is very awesome, known people to be a part of these sort of seances, these rituals where whole communities, like a whole tribe will come under this big-ass teepee at night and sit and pretty much trip out and cry around each other and just hash out Everything, yeah. like every every little tidbit of anger or angst or contempt you have for someone, like it's spoken about. If you had an affair with with the the tribesman's wife, y'all talk about it there, and yeah. it's just like, but it's just sanctioned and watched over amongst all the the elders and the shamans and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, sounds like a wild way to live, mm-hmm. but also beautiful.
2: Yep, and we could take this. We could take that several different ways. We could talk about, like, why aren't, why aren't most things like that legal? Mm. We could go down the rabbit hole of they're they're making it legal now for um, soldiers with PTSD to go. I don't know if it's legal in the United States, but there's places they can go now and take several different drugs to help them get over like traumatic experiences. Yeah, it's crazy that. To me, it's crazy that you need permission to do that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. yeah, Like, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Yeah. That seems to be the thing.
0: I I was having a conversation with my brother and dad over Thanksgiving about freedom. It's a weird term. It's a weird idea. Like, because
3: freedom comes with costs, Mm -hmm. as everything does.
0: And to say, like, you know, everyone should be able to do what they want to do if, if it's, you know, self-harm, if, if, if it has to do with them, you know, they're not hurting anyone. I guess the question comes, like, which compounds, which substances, substances give us more of a proclivity to harm other people? Into not. Sure. And, and that's an interesting thing because now your freedom is infringing upon my freedoms and my safety for my family. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then some people are like, yeah, you can be free, but just be free over there. Like, yeah. just like leave your freedom over there in the corner. But, you know, when someone's like yeah, drunk when you, or, you know, methed up or whatever, yeah. then they're going to come and maybe they want some more meth and they need money to do that. And you have the money and they don't. And so now some thoughts start arising in their head. Yep. And so that, that gets weird. Of a just, lot of
2: violent crimes. There's ugh. a high percentage of them where drugs or alcohol were involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah.
0: It, it just, it gets weird. Like I just got done reading this book called Drunk by Edward Slingerland. And I've been hmm. talking about it for, for quite a bit because it's kind of like a love letter to, to alcohol in a sense. It's, it's more of a comprehensive study and exposition of the historical uh significance that alcohol has had the pivotal role that it has played in in humans forever uh and in how necessary some people believe it truly is for us to have that, especially in the the growth again you said six billion it could be eight billion whatever and anywhere that's a lot of people, whether it's six or eight billion mm-hmm. and with those sorts of numbers, the amount of social anxiety you know being in those congested areas for people like it's just We've created a certain ecological niche where, like, no other beings live the way we do with the level of consciousness that we have. Mm-hmm. So we kind of need something to ease ourselves around each other. And if pe- people believe we didn't have alcohol, we'd all kill each other <laughs> immediately. Like, yeah. ve- like, it would go bad very, very fast. That's how
2: some people feel. I... uh I don't know if we talked about this last time I was on, but I've been sober for, this year will be, shit, 2016, September 2016 was the last sip of alcohol I had. Wow. But point being, I was way more likely to kill somebody (laughs) (laughs) back then than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Way more like,
0: yeah, yeah. You told me how like volatile some of the arguments were that you and your wife were getting, like, you guys would just explode. Yeah, I've been in a screaming mess before, which is crazy, especially for my character. It's not fucking fun, yeah. Like, looking back at that, like, wow, like, what were we doing? Yeah, well, like, we had no other recourse, like, we had no, no other tools to use, like, we had to resort to, like, that's it's yeah. a bit much, yeah. Um, but I'm glad to hear that you're you're in a better space now yeah and that's the, and that's the other side of the coin for that like when you sadly enough when it comes to especially college level uh like sexual abuse rape it's all like the the staggering numbers mm-hmm. of drunken induced rape is just through, yep. through the roof like it's the majority it's yeah it's It's like 80, 90 percent. Like it's something crazy like that. Yep. And it's like that's just that's that's just what college is. Like that's what people do. They go to university. You know what the alcohol is like in university. Mm -hmm. And it's just like terrifying thinking like my it, I want my child to go to university but I know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. I know the level of intoxication that people are reaching and once they get to this level with with their level of developed brain they don't no one knows what's going on. Yeah. Like people have no fucking idea what's going on. A lot of young boys have A very very skewed idea, and even like older guys, by the way, have a very skewed idea of like what, um, what a tell is from a female. Yeah, of like you know
2: what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's getting harder and harder nowadays too. mm -hmm. Um, I, I would imagine for young men to navigate that. Yeah, navigate. Yeah.
0: What those tells are like,
2: yeah, like
0: is she into me because
2: yeah. you you're young, so you don't know shit, that's first, Yep. and social media is so distorting yeah. nowadays too, yeah, um, you know you can sc- I don't know, I don't know i I just I, I know some of the shit I see on social media nowadays would have totally changed how I was when I was younger, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the
0: kind of the the frightening component around pornography being as large as it is now, like as accessible as that it is That too. In sure. just like in how how like wide-scale like the branches have have reached, like it's you can find anything on there. Like it just gets mm-hmm. it just gets wild. So you don't know like what people are watching, what people are seeing. Yeah. Uh I had a guy, Nick, on here. After the podcast, we were talking about AI-generated pornography. People are trying to start. They're trying to start. They're probably doing it. Celebrity. So now, like, because this thing can essentially give you what you want. Yeah. So, you know, why would you wait for an artist to make a song that you need when you can say, I want Drake to speak to me. Mm -hmm. I want him to make a song for how I feel today. Yeah. And this is how I feel today. Please make Drake say this. Mm-hmm. And then Drake's talking to you and he's <clears throat> like, Hey, Chris, I know you going through it. <laughs> yeah. I know that you don't blew it. Like whatever. Now right. he's, now he's rapping to you you're like, Oh damn, this is like, thanks Drake. Yeah. You know, it, it's so it's, it's a very wild and very perverse world out there. When we get into the sexual
3: realm, um, I guess perverse can be subjective, whatever, but that's kind of the point if if child pornography is what it is out there
0: and people just start ai generating stuff and it is allowed like laws are very slow to move with technology cuz mm-hmm. it laws cannot move at the same rate that technology the technology is going to move so he was asking at what point is like is Child is AI generated child pornography going to be
2: legal? That brings up an interesting point, or illegal? <clears throat> Should it be legal if it, if the end result of it is less actual child pornography? Oh fuck!
0: Oh Jesus!
2: I, didn't even, I didn't I'm even, not saying yes yeah, or yeah, no. I, but I just didn't even it, think about that. That's a question that. you have to consider. I
0: didn't even think about that because. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And then yeah, that's pretty crazy. Because <laughs> then the because then the idea is, but if you're watching that, we know maybe we don't know to what degree because neurology just isn't at that point, but we know that scrolling through social media and seeing all the devastating shit we see every day has some impact on mm-hmm. the way that we just kind of blow shit off these days. Yeah. Like, we, like, again, people are not very awestruck at things. You just be bored. You just desensitize. You just desensitize. You yep. know what I mean? Uh, there's, there's a story for everything, and you're getting hit with it all the time. There's this school shooting. There's this war that happened. Oh, this person just cut this person's head off two doors down. Oh, you know what I mean? You
2: just keep, people just keep scrolling. Yeah. And it's so fast that when it's on to the next one you completely forget about you, the last one you just one.
0: can't you can't catch it can't, you can your, your brain yeah. can't take that you're not meant for that yep so if if that is legal and maybe it is based upon well maybe it'll cause less actual like people won't have to go out and try to make this or try to harm people or try mm-hmm. to capture people but what does that do to the brains of people that are, and the just even the overall acceptability right. that this is that this is okay to not watch? Yeah. We just, we're not. I don't know how we're ready for this. Like it <laughs> just
3: there's just too many questions. Yeah, there's too many. It just there's just way too many questions.
0: Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. Oh, geez. I didn't mean oh, to throw that at you. No, I mean it's just it's <laughs> it's wild to think about. Yeah, I don't know where we're at. <laughs> I don't know where we're at and I don't know where we're going because 5 years ago these weren't really questions that we were asking mm. ourselves. So like 5 years from now I have no idea where where we're where we're headed. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh as far as as far as the intoxicating substances go uh I personally have partaken and have spoken about it very, very openly mm. in psychedelic drugs. And, and, I, and I should just say psychedelic compounds, really. I, something about the word drugs that just, like I guess, rubs the people the wrong way. Or yeah. they, it gives them these preconceived notions um, in the negative light. But I have seen it not only on myself, but for other people, just help them. I like to call it "come back home." It just puts you in a in a much more serene and and uh, just just a place of clarity that allows you to examine things in an open state of mind, which it otherwise would have seemed impossible to. You're access. talking about
2: after you've come back down from in, no, just
0: like within the process, because a lot of these PTSD. <sighs> You know, havers, I don't know what you call uh victims. Mm-hmm. It's, it's through the process where they'll have a shaman of sorts or a doctor, which might be like in the States, you know, their shaman, speaking to them about things, uh, you know, just allowing them to know that whatever arises, you want to look at it, you want to investigate it mm-hmm. and just know that you're taken care of in this space, like nothing's going to harm you. And it it allows this childlike point to, to sort of come back. So when, you know, when you're a child, like, everything's a possibility. Yeah. Everything's a possibility. And unless you're really told that something is scary or dangerous, like, you'll, for the most part, investigate it. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's how you feel on some of these psychedelics. Yeah, Yeah. like you just you just come back to this place where you can investigate something, and you're just like, okay, well, this thing I'm much more susceptible to checking this thing out now. Mm -hmm. And I think that without allows you to sort of fear. yeah, it allows you to rewire some of your thoughts about Hmm. things and be like, oh, this is not at all what I thought it was before. I just wouldn't allow myself to. I, I couldn't. It's not even allow myself. It just seemed like. This space, I could not occupy it long enough to be able to see that it's not as detrimental or as scary or as frightening as it as I thought that it was. Yeah. It just kind of Takes the
2: restraints off your brain a little bit. Yeah. It yeah. just
0: loosens the shackles, loosens mm-hmm. you up, and just allows you to Interesting. reform things. Hmm. So,
2: so yeah. I Now, now how I, do they I, vary from psychedelics? Like, do mushrooms do something different? As far as that goes, and say, like, peyote? Because I've never done any psychedelics. Mm. Uh,
0: I, yeah, I'm, I'm also <clears throat> not the person. I've watched some documentaries. I've read some books. By no means am I a doctor or a shaman. <laughs> uh, it seems like the conglomeration of stories that have come from all these people that have done this, it seems like they're different levels of experience. Mm. But ultimately... This seems to be the common thread between them, that it just allows your, your mind this thing that they uh, realize in neurology, I think in the past 15 years or so of neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. just allowing parts of your brain to communicate that just weren't before. Yeah. Yeah. You've just taken one path from one point of your brain to the other so many times mm-hmm. That you don't you don't choose to take another route anymore, like it, it just makes it just makes more sense. It's just like I know to get to work, I can take this route, so I'm, I draw I get in my car and I take this route, knowing that there are other routes, like there are roads that will take you to get there, but you, you're not going to try them out. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just going to be like, "You know what I'm going to take a left today, yeah like why not? Like I know that this road will connect to another one, like why not just take I got a little bit extra time. I'll mm-hmm. just take most people are not going to do that, which means you'll never know what's over there, yeah. You know and that could very well, that over there could very well be the thing that makes you think about the next big hmm. revelation, or whatever the case may be. Interesting. Yeah, man.
2: And I feel like, because I used to smoke a lot of weed, mm-hmm. and weed does that have that effect to some degree?
0: Yeah yeah from I had to put the weed down it, like <laughs> for sure had that effect. I felt like I smoked so much that I would just I would just get caught in like thought loops. I'm just thinking way too much about stuff, and I'm just mm-hmm. now I'm just in my mind, yeah constantly. As you were saying, getting in the weeds, just thinking about the stars and yeah. what all these things mean as opposed to just being here mm-hmm. and being with people and doing regular shit. And yeah. it, it allowing me to do the things that I love in a much more intentional and particular, you know, attentive way. I'm yeah. just like in the clouds. Yeah. You've met those people they're just their minds are just in the clouds. Like yep. they're spacey Mm -hmm. you just catch them just looking off into the distance so just just looking
2: yeah and they're in deep thought like oh yeah they're not being an idiot they're just well into something that (laughs) (laughs) maybe you well well into something is fucking hilarious (laughs) oh they're well into
0: it (laughs) yeah they're like it's deep they're like in the cosmos like they're it's
2: like their body's being an idiot, but their mind is not.
0: Yeah, it's like being in the fucking magic school bus with Miss <laughs> Frizzle and you're just like you just shrink down to a microscopic size and just jump into the tapestry of something. Yeah. And you're just in there just investigating some shit. <laughs> that's that's what getting in your mind to that level's like and You gotta you gotta get out. I've I've been there for Especially if it's not productive. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Because you
2: can go down some very see that's in and, and, unproductive rabbit holes
0: and, and that's and that's tough man, because some people are like well like but if it is productive
2: though yeah,
0: you know like if you see some real if you see production coming out of it, there are too many ways to think about this because some people feel that way about production. I think it, it, from an American standpoint, we look at GDP often we look at like like what are we producing mm-hmm. what are we making what is GDP happen? like the gross domestic Gross domestic, is that production? Mm. Uh, But uh, profit. Okay. Right? Like, what are we we making? How are we making it work for us? Other places don't look at things like that. There's been a place that I've been very interested in, and at some point in time, I may evolve into the motherfucker that leaves America (laughs) and goes there, and it's called Bhutan. Okay. It's a Southeast Asian province, and they measure... Gross national happiness. Now it sounds like some hippy dippy shit, Mm -hmm. and maybe because it is, (laughs) Uh, but there was a king that they had, uh, and I I I forget his name and what what they what they had called him, but one one he relinquished his his kingdom, which is one saying enough about a king. Mm -hmm. It's that's interesting enough, Uh, but wanted to know what made his kingdom truly happy and fulfilled. And they built this rubric to try to figure out what that was. And a lot of it has to do with, um, I guess we would refer to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it's like, you know, your security, your sense of security, like, do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your sense of meaning and what it is you do. Like, you know, it could just be like a rice field for some people, but they know that they worked at rice field it yields, mm-hmm. they can make do with that rice field, they can trade, they can do whatever, and that gives them great meaning. The level of community that you have, your overall health, like how do you feel? So the healthcare system isn't like ours, but, but healthcare is interesting because if you, you look at different places, they clearly have less money, but they'll make do with the money they have and just do smaller things. There's a lot more preventative maintenance than it is like, wait till you get sick. And then now you have a right. hundred thousand dollar bill. these client.
2: other places are probably eating a lot healthier than we are too. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a huge, huge, part which is it. preventative it is. in the grand scheme of things. Of course. Of but, course. Yeah. Uh, and like, what do they do? What do they do about security? Um, well, well, a
0: lot of the security aspect. So, I mean, that's a deep one, right? So everything is so fucking nuanced. Everything we're talking about today is just like wildly nuanced. We'll never get into I guess, all I mean, of it.
2: I'm talking more about the kingdom that you were reading about. Like, what? What was? Do you know what their security detail was like? Um, when the king went and so, so relinquished so, see, and went and lived see, with So
0: I do not know Bhutan's allies. I don't know like who's backing them. Like in who, yeah. you know what I mean? In, in that sense. Uh, because their military probably ain't shit, right, right, so they probably do have some huge backing there. um on a on a smaller scale, though, as you and I would talk about, which is the way I like to think about things, is like on an individual level, like on a communal level, like how do you feel secure mm-hmm. and it means not being like. DC is right now where the fucking carjacking rate is doubled in the last year. Yeah. Right? And just kids running around with guns mm-hmm. with with these things with these switches they call them that take them from semi-automatic to automatic. It's just like just wild shit. Yeah. Um is I think a lot of it has to do with people owning things for themselves. Mm-hmm. One. So people in Bhutan own their own land. It's a very very interesting place.
2: I'm always fascinated by like the the security aspect of small self-sustained communities like mm-hmm. that. Like how do how do how do you how do you police each other without yeah. being too overbearing mm-hmm. in very small communities like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is that is fascinating. I mean w- taking it back to all of these things are kind of come <clears throat> together when I think about that that place down in uh, I don't know if it's Mexico or, or New Mexico, probably Mexico, where they do the peyote cacti. It's let me tell you something. As you talked about walking away from alcoholism and mm-hmm. like being a much kinder, gentler person, now you're talking about you know positive self speak and all this. It's very difficult, and I one might say impossible to be livid, angry, cantankerous. Whilst on a psychedelic drug. Mm -hmm. Right. So certain practices just kind of take that as an option away from you. Yeah. And thinking of like daily meditations and yoga and these things that loosen up the body and the mind kind of just take that away from you. There a practice in Bhutan is the daily thought of impermanence. So they consciously think about themselves and the world at large perishing at any moment in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a thought that scares a lot of people to think about, mm-hmm. right? Also a thought that maybe in a more childlike or uh, open state of mind, you would be able to wrestle with a bit more. Uh, but they, just, they think about it and it kind of, as you said, with, with having a good job, and having a shitty day at a good job or a great job, your dream job, and then having a shitty day at the fucking suckiest job you've had. Or a good it, day. It, or a good day. <laughs> it just all builds perspective. Yep. And when you think about, when you take five minutes of your day to just think about everyone you love, just like possibly they die today. Mm-hmm. like, And you just, you just think about that, or possibly maybe I die today. You mm-hmm. just think about that it. Puts things into a different perspective. Oh, for sure. You know, you just start looking at your loved ones around you a little differently. Like, oh, let me just, you know what? I was in a rush before. Let me just take a moment to just look at you. Yeah. Talk to you for a second. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because everyone that was a part of the latest mass shooting or whatever, they didn't expect that when they woke up that morning. Right. No one was thinking that. Yeah. So, like, let me just sit here and be with you for a second. And I think doing that as a culture mm-hmm. would, ch- would just change the whole mentality about things. So the question here is, in the U.S., do we have a gun problem or do we have a mental health problem masked as a gun problem? Yeah. Yeah, we could go down
2: a giant rabbit hole there, too.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yep. like.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because I know every st- Every single gun owner that I know, I shouldn't say every single one, (laughs) most gun owners that I know are responsible, you know, good class act citizens that would only use their guns to hunt or to defend what they need to defend. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like every mass shooting there is, there is, well, there's obviously a mental health problem, but there's also a... Maybe a misdiagnosis of um, antidepressant medication mm-hmm. too is what I've heard as well. So it, there's so many different there's so many different areas to point the finger.
1: Yeah, you
2: know what I mean.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, dude. Life is deep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the pharmaceutical thing is, you know, I know. I mean, I. I'm around people all the time, so I know that people are dealing with shit. Yep, heavy shit around the clock. Mm -hmm. Like they just—that's the thing. Like for a lot of people, there's like no respite. There's no. There's no point in the day where it's just like calm and serene. That sucks. It's like they're dealing with the shit. Every second, you every time you see them, they're dealing with it. Mm. When you're not around them, they're dealing with it. And maybe even harder when you're, when they're just alone by themselves. They don't have friends. They're, they're just, you know, in the darkness. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and I know these people and I see them and you can see it in them as, as, you, as you're talking. You just know that they're dealing with shit. Um, and it's, it's eating them up. And it, it, it's tough to... To look at someone and be like, hey, man, just pick up fishing. You right. know what I mean? Get a hobby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get your mind off. Yeah. <laughs> you no... sound like a fucking asshole. Yeah. Get it together, yeah. man. It's so easy to do. Just... Yeah. Go meditate. Go sit in the corner. Yeah. You know, breathe. Yeah, Be one with your thoughts. Like, you know. Uh, so then you have a pill. Mm-hmm. And maybe this pill gives you a little bit of that. And yep. it's, it's it's very, very difficult to just not continue to take that pill and maybe you're not also not building skills and tools to be able to wane off of that pill at some point mm-hmm. in time. It's just like, nope, I'm gonna be on this pill for as long as they make this pill and I'm gonna take some more shit too. Cause I need that. Yeah. Um, you know, so
2: there you know, there's, there's that aspect of things and, and we can circle back to the <clears throat> AI being able to feel every level of emotion from, all 8 billion people on planet earth. Like how many different, there's not that many different. um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dosages. Mm. You know what I mean?
3: Oh man. Of, oh yeah. Like what's
0: the very, like the bio uh, variability it, of humans. And like, maybe like your dosage is like, like, I don't even fucking know, like an eighth of mine. Uh, in, yeah, in, bro, I mean, in mine is like a just like
2: 33rd of what someone else's. There's, is way, ought there's to a be. lot too many different variances, I, I feel like. Yeah, to be able to properly. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Uh, yeah. and I, I may be speaking out of turn, but yeah, you know, but
0: it'll it does seem that way. It would, yeah, it would seem that way. Yeah, and yeah, and I don't even know. I'm just. I I don't mean to be completely anti anything cuz I just I don't know shit. Exactly. So so like, I'm not anti anything. Yeah, either. I, I just,
2: just question I everything. just question yeah.
0: things. And I know that a lot of people are diagnosed with ADHD. I don't know when ADHD became like a, a thing. I know at first people were being put on Ritalin because I think it was just like ADD. Um and and then and then the Adderall came. And yeah. yeah, then the hyperactive came. And I, I question that on a personal level, be, mostly because of the
3: experience I've gotten doing this podcast, which is interesting. I, I was saying this to the, the last guest that's on here.
0: The word conversation is used in a big way. So I was saying, if you were playing basketball, uh, but you knew you were going to go out with your friends and play horse or play knockout, like you wouldn't... I don't know Like, if you would say, I'm going to go play basketball. like If you were talking to another person that also played basketball and was familiar with it, you'd be like, oh, we're about to go play horse. We're about to go play knockout. If you knew specifically that's what you were going to play. Mm-hmm. If you were like, yo, we're about to go play five on five. Like we're going to go play basketball, like a game of actual basketball. You would say that. Mm-hmm. But there are lesser forms of basketball. They're just like these games that involve a basketball. Mm-hmm. When it comes to conversation, like A lot of times people just use the word conversation, but there's like, but they're playing the knockout or uh, horse version of conversation. People are so, and I think social media has a huge, huge part of this, but people have this attention deficit, we say, and they're constantly distracted. They'll pull out their phone in the middle of conversation or they're, you know, they're just looking at some shit behind you as you're talking, whatever. There's, There's so many things going on. But then it seems like when I bring people into this room Mm -hmm. and it's just us, the phones are either face down or they're off. It's on silent. You know, (laughs) do not focus, whatever. You have these headphones on. So you're just hearing yourself and the other person. It's just there's nothing else to do here. I don't have a TV up. There's nothing. You've already looked at all the paintings. So you got a good idea of what's going on. There's nothing else to do. There's no other distractions. No one has an issue coming in here in
3: in paying attention. So I'm like, how much of this is, as you're talking about the doses,
0: you, you, I mean, you can't make education, like the education system people say is fucked, like public. It's like, but how do you even fix that? Like, how do you make how do you cater it for each and every student? Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like you would just have to mass produce, like you would have to mass produce the pills that people need. Right. Like we gotta listen, man, we got a hundred kids in over here. We need to put them 30 30 30, like whatever they got to be in these classes together how
2: how much can you refine it how
0: how much can we refine this like we only have so much time in the day we have x amount of teachers which i'm being told is less and less by the year i don't don't know what's going on they're just picking people off the streets now and being like come be a teacher uh so it's like we we just got to teach these kids like this is the curriculum they need to know this for whatever reason Mm -hmm. try to fucking teach these kids but th- the level of distraction these days is insane. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's they all have ADHD and they, they, you know, or it's just the level of distraction is unparalleled to anything we've ever experienced as humans ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's tough. It's just like every. There seems to be no solutions, only trade-offs is, is a phrase that I've been using recently and, and I've heard. It's like every advancement, every solution comes with, it's just riddled with its own problems. And now you have to try to figure out new quote-unquote solutions for.
2: Yeah. They're, Tim Kennedy. Are you familiar with that? Tim Kennedy? No. He's a former U.S. Army Green Beret. He was a UFC fighter. Um, I think he's worked as a contractor, too. Um, he's got a company called sheepdog response that, um, teaches self-defense and a number of other things, but he actually started his own private school mm-hmm. as well. And he vets people to have little sub branches of this private school to open up in different places. And I think, I think you're going to see a lot more of that kind of come about
0: mm, you're trying to sort of decentralize that's i guess what everything is really happening is the decentralization of of all these things yep um,
2: which i'm not opposed to yeah that is interesting huh because now you have a choice about
0: what your kids learn and the world is changing and maybe what you would have told your kids you shouldn't learn about before like maybe just isn't the case maybe you should be like i think about that when it comes to video games like mm-hmm. when we were growing up it was like okay oh, get off the fucking video game like go out and play or like read a book do something you can't be on the video game all day earl yeah. like you got to it's tough for a lot of people that make millions of dollars playing video games now it's just like people that yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. people a lot of people stream yeah. video game through twitch and are making tons of money. And the the staggering amounts of people that
2: watch be I've watched people play video games. Yep. It's exciting. I have that argument with my 12-year-old son. <laughs> I've had it with him in the past. I'm like, dude, you cannot play video games. Like, find something that you want to get good at mm-hmm. that you could be productive with. He's like, well, there's YouTubers that make blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, well, then start playing 23 hours a day then. <laughs> Either stop playing four hours a day or start playing twenty-three hours a day. Cause that's what these are. Like dudes you better doing. be the fucking best. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious, man.
0: That's so funny. Stop playing four
1: hours.
0: <laughs> stop playing four hours a day. Stop playing. Stop doing this half-ass and shit then. Stop playing it all day. That's hilarious. Yeah, man, like I love having the conversation. People are into all what what the internet has done for us, which is very beautiful. <laughs>
2: it's created I, a market for everything, everything, <laughs> everything, and and there's just we just
0: I, we have such a variability to us. We just people love to watch so many fucking types of things. Oh yeah! Every time someone tells me about the new thing that they like watching, I'm like, well, tell me about this, mm-hmm. please tell me about this. Like again over Thanksgiving. I learned that there's some guy—you're going to know about one of these people I bring up, maybe. There's a guy that cuts grass. People, he goes to people's houses, hedges out of whack, just like overgrown grass, and he cuts their grass. And I think he may even do it for free And he because he's making probably millions of dollars cutting <coughs> grass. And he just videos himself just— just slowly cutting this Probably grass.
2: Probably spent $300 on a GoPro
0: and people there it love is. watching this man just cut grass. He's like fucking great. They're just like, "Oh, it just seems like just like I was saying taking this axe outside or the mall and splitting wood is just very and there might be a guy doing that or
2: maybe I need to be a guy out there I splitting wood. shit like that too. Like did he just get lucky or did he dive into the science of why Mm. your brain is attracted to the shit that he's putting on Mm. the internet yeah no
0: i think it's yeah like was he the first one or was he just like a follow the leader like did he maybe he just saw that there's something therapeutic about i mean there's so many things someone told me yesterday there's a guy that like power washes driveways and they Mm. just they just watch him just power wash driveways (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, it's
2: but there's so many things on the internet like that. Like, yeah. what is it about these particular ones that are standing out
0: more? Oh I th- I th- uh, yeah. Like these particular people doing <clears throat> it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know.
2: Like it's, did they manipulate the algorithm so that it gets viewed more mm-hmm. or is there something about the video the that, that they're, they're producing doing? Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like that's also so varied, Like we wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, like it could be a mixture of, Maybe the person doing it is attractive. You know, mixed with the video is is attractive. Like the, just the setup that they yeah. have, the camera that they have yeah. is good. And the sounds are the, the sounds. The, the, the sound just like, yeah.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. Just out there <laughs> yeah. cutting the ground. Mm, and yeah. it's like, oh uh, ASMR. People just speak just speaking into it. <laughs> <laughs> some people some, some, be, some so people, so Just speak into a microphone just like this and they people to sleep. I know people like that that just like listen. They have like a favorite ASMR artist, and they go to sleep to them saying hmm. words. At what night. does that
2: acronym stand for? Do you know? Uh,
0: no, I don't know. Um, <coughs> it, I know the S must be sound. <laughs> 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 but it's, some, it's something about just
2: maybe, it, maybe people have something s- mind relaxation. Maybe, something sound maybe, mind re-
0: yeah. maybe, and and they just have. These, these special microphones, and they speak into them very softly. Some people eat food in them.
2: just like certain foods that people like to hear people eat, like, there's like a, bananas uh, and stuff. There's a type of video that I catch myself freaking watching all the time. There's this like five-inch cup, and there's a hydraulic press, and mm-hmm. people just put stuff in this cup, and this hydraulic press comes down and crushes it. And I fucking watch it for like I catch myself five minutes in, like mm-hmm. it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's see, it's like these
0: satisfying things. What was it? what was another one that someone loved? About? It was like the cutting grass and like the power washing <laughs> of the driveways. There was there was one other. Oh, cleaning rooms. Hmm. Yeah, actually, my little sister has a YouTube uh, account, and I think the the biggest video that she has with the most amount of views has been like room cleaning. Like you just you wait till your room looks like complete dog shit. And you, and then you just spend, I don't know, a day or so cleaning it. And you can have, you know, like little time lapses and stuff like that, but you just clean it. And people just sit there and they're like, yes, clean that fucking room. That's so like, Crazy. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's so
2: dirty. Please clean it. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to grasp the viewership because I like, Literally, I've spent the last three days building a hunting TV episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that it's probably not going to get half the views <laughs> that somebody cleaning their fucking room is going to get. Yeah. It's so odd to me. Yeah, but see, it's
0: so it's that act for you of like creating that thing that they're getting watching someone do something. It's like you're you're living sort of like vicariously through that person hmm. doing that thing because. You're watching someone cleaning their room,
2: but like your room looks like shit. Yeah, they're cl- them cleaning their room doesn't clean your room. So you're getting the benefits of creating and productivity.
0: Yeah, it's like actually doing. like when you're watching these Twitch streamers with their friends play video games, you're watching some people with their friends, and it's like you're with your friends.
2: There was a neuroscientist recently on I can't remember if it was Jocko or Joe Rogan's podcast. His name's Andrew Huberman. Oh yeah, 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 and uh-huh. he he dove into that a little bit the the negative effects of getting that dopamine without actually fucking doing anything <laughs> <laughs> and he was a little obviously a little bit more articulate yeah yeah Huberman's a very been. very kind
0: gentle soul yeah. and just jacked at the same time He yeah. looks like a lumberjack yeah. he's awesome yeah he's, he's brilliant. so brilliant and he's 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 awesome I, the yeah. world needs him yeah yeah
2: and more people need to hear him yeah. instead of watching people cut their grass. <laughs>
0: Can I take a piss real quick? Yeah, matter of fact, let, bathroom break, we're both about to go do this. So, yep, because I was getting to that point too. How much of what whatever that podcast was did you listen to of the Andrew Huberman speaking?
2: So that that particular podcast, I think I listened to the whole thing twice.
0: <laughs> Very nice. I,
2: I'm pretty sure it was Jocko's. When okay. he was on, one of the times he was on Jocko Willing's podcast.
0: Um. What do you remember about him speaking on the this this un, I guess this uh unearned gratification if you will. What, what do you remember him speaking on about it? Like if you remember any details?
2: Um I don't remember specific details. You I know that it's good bit it, that. I
0: just want to make sure you're in, you're in frame. <clears throat>
2: Oh the camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I do remember him saying that it's not good. <laughs> um yeah. And anybody that's experienced both could probably attest to it. Mm. You know, somebody that's put work into physical work or even mental work in a, in a getting that dopamine rather than just getting it from scrolling reels on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. You yeah. can certainly tell the difference. Like a
0: yeah, there's like a a, a
2: difference
3: in quality to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I know that he said it's the dopamine that you get without working. It's it's like anything else. Like you almost develop a resistance to it because it's so easy to get. And if you're just constantly scrolling and getting that dopamine hit
1: mm-hmm.
2: a million times throughout the day, eventually it doesn't mean as much. You're still getting it, but it's not as Rewarding or as as good for you, I guess. Yeah, but you can kind of just keep
0: pushing that button, and if if the I guess opiate, oh, how do you say the word opiate? Yeah, Mm -hmm. opiate epidemic has taught us anything. It's just that those drugs feel really good. Yeah, you know, and that if you give it to certain people, they like they'll just keep they'll keep pushing that button. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever whatever it takes. So, I, I was talking to a friend. On the way to work the other day and he was he was asking me, I didn't really have many thoughts on it, but I guess he did. He said, what do you think in 20 years the the divorce rates or just rates of marriage of engagement will be like um, in this encouraged world of only fans and the things of that nature right mm-hmm. like do you do you think that that the genders are getting further apart that they they figure that they can kind of just do things on their own really <laughs> um, <laughs> because for what's being presented to us through technology you can just push that button mm-hmm. you can just get that hit um you're just jacking off all day <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's a that's a biological hack you know an evolutionary hack in a sense where which was funny because it was spoken about in that in the uh, book drunk but where the, the the pleasure of an orgasm came from the evolutionary development of procreation, mm-hmm. but to just hack that and be like, well, listen, I don't really need you.
2: Right. And I don't want kids you, anyway. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just,
0: just sitting here with this baby oil and get to work, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and just <laughs> get to work is crazy. <laughs> uh, funny. It's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with with this level of this level and amount of pornography available to me you know like and, and then and then on the opposite end of the scale women i i don't know if men are making as much money, but women making all the money that they need to mm-hmm. spend like well listen i'm I'm gonna sell these feet pictures or I'm gonna sell something, you know and I guess his question to me, my friend, was as that continues and more women like we accept this and we will have more of an open mind towards people using these platforms. How many men are going to want to date and marry women that have these accounts? And why would the woman stop using this account if she's garnering large quantities of money Mm -hmm. using it?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. It's it's actually crazy to me that women do make any money in porn because there's so much of it. I, I the dude, market's flooded. I know, and they still make the money. Like. <laughs> it just shows how it's sick just, dudes are. Yeah, dude. really
0: Guys are, you know, just like it's it's the it's it's kind of what I was saying about the AI. Like you want Drake to make a song for you they they want in it's the most creatively curated uh, collaboration of of porn that has ever been available for men Mm -hmm. you know before i'm looking at a mag a maxim magazine like we're taking it back
2: I used, to, at, I used to get this. <laughs> you look at a Maxim magazine and a chick
0: yeah. jig- in a in a swimsuit at that. Right. You know, and then and the narrative in a guy's mind has to be, oh, you know, you now you gotta create a story, mm-hmm. right? Which is when I, so you're like, oh yeah, you know, she's the teacher or she's the whatever. Now porn comes along and then porn figures out that. They have to create the story, which is why it's never just like you turn on, you would put in the VCR, like the tape, and then they're having sex. Like, no, there has to be a story that leads up to it that makes you believe that it's believable. It's like, oh, wow, this can happen. So now you're getting the story told to you through porn. Now it's like you get to create the story with this person. You get to speak to this person if you pay Mm -hmm. this amount per month, and then if you pay even more then maybe she'll do. She'll cater it specifically to you and say certain things to you, and you know, call you by your fucking screen name or whatever
2: it is yeah. that they call whatever it. Whatever weird name you want her to call yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. When is yeah. AI, When is AI gonna take that over? And will it? Or are people? Is that is that one of those things that people are more attracted to it because they know that it's real?
1: Mm.
2: Or is it like? music or an article where if it's fabricated by a computer well a lot of people
0: like fabrication yeah that's that's the thing like when it comes to video games people know that video games in film is not real like they know they're sitting in a seat watching something Mm -hmm. but that by no means takes them away from the screen. Yeah. And so I think the deeper we get into stuff like that, like the movie Inception, where you could just go into these small little cellars that were like Prohibition era speakeasies and just like kind of slip into a seat and have them put you under and you can just go into your own dream world. Mm. Are you aware of the game Minecraft?
2: Minecraft? Yeah. The kids game? Yes, the kids game. Yeah, my son plays it all the time.
0: So you know how intricate have you seen his work has he shown you like I've glanced at it but I've never Oh these kids are building whole worlds. Yeah. Whole worlds. <laughs> it's crazy like when, when I was young I played a game called The Sims. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got a house. Yeah, a person.
2: Super you go to Nintendo. Work.
0: I played Sim City. Where you you yeah, built
2: the city, right? Exactly. And the Sims right. took it a step further. And you build a fucking family. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. This game, Minecraft, shits on all that. Really? They're building worlds. Hmm. You can just, you can just go. You can just, <laughs> you can just fly, and they're building castles and underground caverns and hmm. valleys, and it's, it's insane. And that's not even virtual reality. Like, they're still just outside of it looking in. It, when it gets to a point where you get to be inside and walk around yeah. and live in that world and have a wife and a this and that. It, like, again, playing The Sims and in making your person go to work. And making them go to the gym, mm-hmm. and having them clean the house, and having them throw parties, and keep up a social dinner, life, yeah. and you're doing all that shit, but yet in your real life, you need to go make dinner, yeah. you need to go call your friend, right. you need to, but you're not because you're playing the video game. If that shit gets to a point where we get to put a headset on or just like some glasses, it's something just real sleek mm-hmm. and it just puts you in a different place and you can you can be who you want to be. You no longer because now we're getting again, as Andrew Hubin was talking about that instant unearned gratification. Mm-hmm. Why do the work to become a CEO or to become a great husband or to become whatever it is your dream is? when i can just put these shades on just imagine the glasses you got on your hat right now you just take them bitches off put slide them right on and you can just go be you can just go live that life for how long though cuz at some yeah, point yeah, you, you might to get up you, to piss yeah you, you, you got to get up to make dinner yeah that's going to be depressing you got to go to real work <laughs> yeah you're going to get out of like, fuck have you seen the movie don't worry darling no that's kind of what this movie is about it's fascinating because it's one of those movies where you're watching it and you're it's it's futuristic in, in weirdly kind of sci-fi, you're not quite sure what movie you're watching until mm-hmm. it develops, uh, gets far enough along in the film. But people were very, it was, I guess like everything's controversial these days, but people were angry at it for a lot of different reasons. But overall, I thought that it was kind of a brilliant movie. It, the, the whole premise, and again, you don't, spoiler alert if you want to watch this movie. Uh, you just skip to, I don't fucking know when, <laughs> when Mikey says the timestamp is not this anymore. Uh, but the, the whole premise of the movie is that you see these, these two people and they're living uh, a woman and man, and they're just, they're kind of down on their luck. They're not living the best of lives. It's like dreary outside. He's like balding uh, as if that's a huge part of this. <laughs> um, she's a she's a nurse. She's working around the clock as registered nurses do. She comes home. There's not like a lot of foodie in the house. He kind of wants to have sex with her. She's like, you know, you know that that's not going to happen. Like mm-hmm, I got, right. I, I gotta go to sleep. Like I'm gonna be, I gotta be back at work in fucking three hours. Like she
2: can not spare three, three, three and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, come on.
0: <laughs> three three and a half I love it you pushed it to the three and a half <laughs> you squeeze another 30 30 30 seconds out of this um you know, he's clearly feeling like a loser that they're in this situation in the first place because to the male ego, to ha- be in a space like this with your woman just like crushes you every day. Bald, not getting laid. Fuck. You know, she ha- she has to work because you can't provide for her to, you know, to this degree. And she's not working, loving what she's doing. She's just like drained and fucking like, oh my God, I had a b- fucking baby throw up on me. This patient spit on me today. Mm-hmm. This person died. Like, <clears throat> life is not great. And that's kind of the, the space that they're in. And you realize that there's this alternate reality that you're mostly watching through the film. You don't even realize that they're actually in that dreary part until later on where it's like a Pleasantville. Like everything is beautiful. And you're like, where are these people living? Like what age is this? Like what like what year is this? Is this like some 2070 shit? Like what is this? Mm-hmm. But it's a virtual reality in which all the men there have somehow coaxed or the woman doesn't know that they have signed them up for this alternate reality hmm. where they've kind of like fucking knocked their wife out or just like, you know, put some in their, in their drink and had them go to sleep and then they've hooked them up to this machine that keeps them in this constant state of sleep, but they're always fed, they're always hydrated, hmm. and their wives are just living in this, this blissful, perfect world where everybody's always just walking to their neighbor's house and having little garden parties and passing pies around and just going out shopping, and it's sunny out every day. It's just, it's just gorgeous, but the men, they, they come here. And enjoy this life with their wives while they're there and they feel great knowing that their wife is living this life but then they all the men go to work every day and the wives don't know where, where these men go mm-hmm. but they all drive off into this place and then they're kind of like zap back into the real world because they have to come work for the money that it costs for this virtual reality <laughs> so, so when the men leave Seems unfair, and the women don't know why <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the women don't know where they are these men are back in the real world which again the women don't even realize exists that there's this mm-hmm. other world that they actually come from um and and so you you get a sense like when the men come home like they're just spiteful They're just, well no they're uh, just ready to have sex uh, and Because their wife is the most beautiful version of their Mm. wife. And and they've been off working in the real fucking world that sucks ass all day long. And they just come back to this pleasant place and they're the happiest and they're the most dashing version of themselves. Full head of hair, Hmm. money, biggest house, nice car. Like they're living the life. And so the, the discrepancy there is. You know, the, the woman told him in real life, like, as long as it's just you and I, that's all I care about. So in his mind, he's like, all right, so you won't care if I kind of like knock you out and drag you into this world where you get to live a perfect life. You know, and then the discrepancy comes later on where she kind of like realizes like there's like a malfunction happening. She starts to realize she came from like a different place and she's like, D- what the fuck did you do? Am I in a dream world? Like yeah. did you and you know, he's just like, I have to go
2: back there every day. You get to live in bliss every day. Like I so did this for you. They're conscious and interacting the whole time, but their mind is it's just kind severed of else. from the from gotcha.
0: the real reality that we would be saying is mm-hmm. the real world every day. Um, and so the discrepancy is like. You know, clearly these men made these decisions for these women. Even though the women get to live a perfect life, it's like, but you still don't get to make that decision for me. Maybe I would, I would choose to live the shittier life, knowing that that's real life, Mm -hmm. and I, I just want to make it work over there instead, and and you know, earn that, earn that gratification that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's, it's a very, very interesting movie, to, to say the least. Um, Do you watch the show Black Mirror? I have. I have
2: not watched the latest <clears throat> season. There's an episode that that movie you're talking about kind of reminds me of. There's these <clears throat> astronauts that go on a mission that takes several years. I don't remember exactly how many, but <clears throat> that was the very first episode. Was it? I believe I think I watched this one, but continue to explain their, it. their physical being goes up in outer space. Mm. But they develop some program to where they can also live at home um, with some sort of chip or key or something. Um, and it gets where it starts to get a little crazy is one guy. Fuck, I don't want to spoil or alert the episode but probably just spoiler alert that just means that people know well, i don't want to watch for you either oh no 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 i remember this one because it ends in murder one of the guys families gets murdered yeah but he has to come back like obviously he's not going to stay in his actual life because yeah. his family's dead yeah so now he's stuck up in the spaceship while just knowing his family was his murdered. family's dead yeah. the other guy's Back with his family. Yeah. So he's literally in a spaceship by himself. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy ends up letting him go live his life with his chip. Yeah. So like that he can every go.
0: now and again, like he'll go back to the world as him. He'll be like, listen, you can use my chip.
2: You can use my, my, my body, body pretty much. Yeah. but it's still his brain. Yeah. So it was weird for the wife and he was coming on to the wife, but yeah. she knew it wasn't him. Like, yeah. and he promised he wouldn't do it. There was just all this weird shit that happened, but it was a really freaking cool. And episode. then it
0: ends wild.
2: Do you remember the ending?
0: How, how does it end again? It ends. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. It ends. Does he with, kill
2: the, the dude's wife? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because he's pretty much like, motherfucker, look, we're up here together. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, if you don't, you don't understand what I went through. And then he kind of killed his wife. And now, and then he like looked up at him at the end while he was sitting in a seat and like kicked a chair over to him. Yep. Pretty much like, yeah, come sit down. Yep. How crazy That's is
2: that? That show is so fucked up. But we're just- But so but, impossible But to we're two watch.
0: explorers up here. Like, what are you going to do, kill me? You want to, like, risk the whole mission that, right. we're, that we've been up here doing for however long we've been up here? Yep. Like, go ahead, take a seat next to me. Now both of our families are murdered.
2: Yep. Yeah, it was a fucked up episode.
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
0: oh my goodness. It's where we're headed, dude. Oh, my goodness gracious, man.
3: crazy that people come up with this stuff
0: mm-hmm. like the creative mind is
3: so
2: fascinating to me it is and that's it's also not outside of the realm of possibility either which is what makes it so attractive it, yeah it's like
0: everything <clears throat> that we fathom you know everything we can conceive seems like we can make it happen like mm-hmm. if, if your human brain can wrap itself around it and just creatively think about stuff and, and really conceptualize it on the level that these people created at. Mm. It seems like okay, we eh, yeah. we can make that happen. Like if it's outside the realm of possibility, maybe we can't we can't think about it. Mm-hmm. But if we can think about it yeah. and show it on a
2: film, we we might be headed there. Yeah. And there's the thing about that show too is like there's several episodes that are fucking tomorrow yeah you know and then there's some episodes that seem like they could be a hundred years away but because there's so, so many episodes that are within reach it makes the ones that are out of reach seem a little bit more yeah in reach.
0: yeah that's very true it's uh
2: like there was an episode hmm. where everybody was wearing these glasses and it was like a social credit score type episode Wear your glasses every time you looked at somebody. It showed their social credit rating and yeah. like whether the person was a dick or what criminal charges they had. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. That's not. That's not too far out. You would see something someone with like that
0: effect. Be an asshole, like in a line waiting for a coffee, and then this score would be like,
1: and yeah. the score
0: would go down, yeah, and like you'd be looking at them like, oh, yeah, like. yep. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. See, now, Mikey has an interesting
3: idea about that, which is, would that make people behave better?
0: Because you're constantly worried about the way that people are looking at you, you know that in this day and age, you can kind of be outed online. But for the average human, that's not happening, Mm -hmm. right? But would you behave better if you knew that every time someone looked at you, they could see you? Well, I, you know, one hundred percent. I think wouldn't it, would. it? Yeah, right. For most people. So then it's it's sort of like enforcing this this happy this happy life this Happyville where everyone's just walking around with smiles on, mm-hmm. and you try to be your very best to be as polite as possible at all points in time. And is that you know is that a bad thing or is it just weird because we, we don't we don't live it now?
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> And you go back to Facebook, like, you want to – I'd like to tell myself that when that shit starts happening, like, I'm not participating in that. But how many, like, let's just call them boomers, since people use that term. (laughs) Boomers, when Facebook came out, were like, fuck that. I'm not getting involved in that. Now everybody has it. Yeah. So if something like that came about, like, people would, like – There'd be a handful of people that were like, I'm not getting involved in that. But once it just took over, like, for instance, Facebook did. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. It would be, it would just be like two, like, just different realities. It would, it would just be a different, like, the people that decided to, they were, they're going to be like the modern day hippies, mm-hmm. like the people that just decided to be of the earth and just remain. Yeah, as they are. And then you'd have all the people that synced in and just decided to be a part of this cyber network. Most
2: people I would I would think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you would just have to have different civilizations, just like different societies, Mm -hmm. because people are going to be left behind. Like Once you sink in and you're just streaming through the Internet with everyone else. You're living a very different lifestyle than the person that's not. The mm-hmm. person that's still just growing squash in their garden, right? And, and splitting wood outside, yeah. You know, for lumber, like it's that's a very, very different life. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. I don't know if those people live together anymore.
2: <laughs> no, that's there's a lot of middle fascinating ground. man. There's a lot of middle ground too, though. Yeah, like <clears throat> I know a lot of people that hunt for their own food, but still go home every night and scroll on Facebook, you know what I mean? Mm, So there's a big mm. middle ground of people that, that don't overdo it with social media and, um, or the hippie side, like you said, like, Mm. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but, um,
0: when I think about this gratification that comes from working hard and, and really engaging in things in this very personal way we're talking about, I, for me, for me it ju- it resonates it just resonates, and everything that is truly worthwhile that I'm very grateful to have came at cost at heavy cost mm-hmm. i just know I just know it did i I know it did there's this idea of a you know how a bamboo seed grows I by all chance um well, I mean again, I'm also not a botanist, but it, my very marginal understanding is. It takes a very, very long time to grow a bamboo seed. And you, you plant this thing and you nurture it, nurture it for what I think maybe years, hmm. um, if not a lot of months. And then in a very, very small amount of time, like weeks, it grows many, many feet. Hmm. It's kind of a Chinese, or I don't know if I want to just give it to the Chinese, but I do know as of Asian descent philosophy or allegory of sorts, um, that a lot of the time, the things that we're building inside like take a lot of time and a lot of nurturing, a lot of resoiling, a lot of watering, a lot of feeding. And sometimes, and maybe you felt this in certain ways in your life, it seems like, Boom! There's just like this wild growth that happens out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit! Where did that come from? Yep. <clears throat> Some people might call it a revelation, an epiphany, just a, a long stride of, of growth. You know, um, but I've felt that various times. And for for people on the outside, it looks like this happened to you overnight. That's the only way that people on the outside can really conceptualize it. Like that, when did that happen for you? Mm -hmm. Like that, just looks like you just you look lucky at this point.
2: Yeah, they don't see the work that goes into it.
0: Yeah, Um, and and I, I, you know, so I think if you don't know, if if you don't know the the extremely hard work that goes into a lot of the backstory for highly successful people and whatever domain we're talking about, self-help, you know, just mental, spiritual health or, you know, their business goals or career goals, whatever it is. It's so hard to conceptualize the amount of work that someone has to do day in and day out in order to achieve something. Um, And, and so I imagine it just being, it's just very enticing to just, because you don't know, it's just very enticing to take the other way to take to take the other way and just it's just easy. I'm just going to take the shot. I'm going to push the button. I'm just mm-hmm. going to do that thing that just feels good right here right now. Um, and you just also lose I don't know if it's losing appreciation, but just there's a, there's you're devoid of appreciation for the people that have done that, and you think that it was very, very easy. For people to do something you're like, oh, well, you know, it must have been because, you know, they came from money mm-hmm. or we make a lot of assumptions about the way that other people were able to make a way for themselves and mm-hmm. for things to happen for them, which is interesting that we do that. Like even when you say something like, oh, they come from money as if coming from money grants you everything it is that you need to right. do to be successful. Yeah. Cause like that may very well, as you were maybe not necessarily fearing, but at least just observing for the children that, that you are raising that are just going to be able to see that dad always did what he loved. Mm-hmm. it will be very different than the older ones that were like, No, nah, I saw that grind though. Like yeah. that was different. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> it may very well leave you lacking some, some perspective on something or, um, you know, just just le- leaving out a certain edge, you know, a certain drive that would be there in someone else. A lot of greatness comes from when people had fucking nothing. Yeah. It's so like jazz, blues, hip hop. Like a lot of greatness came from people scrounging up a whole lot of nothing around them. Mm-hmm. And but a whole lot of passion and sadness and anger and hope and all these other things that make us complex and you know, putting it out there.
2: Yeah, some of the most mentally tough people in the world have some of the most fucked up stories. Y- yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not by it's not by accident. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not by accident. Or even if, <clears throat> yeah, it, it is interesting because I've thought about myself. I haven't had by any means a difficult life, but I most certainly have searched for the difficult, the difficulty in what it is uh, about human nature that, you know, that uh, sort of bolsters my shortcomings as a human, Mm. you know, like I've, I've searched for those things. And so where things, there's like, there's going to be a difficulty somehow. It's like, either you have a lot of resources at hand and, and maybe things are easy for you. But if you don't search for those difficult parts of yourself, those like really, really hard to find just just bad parts of yourself. Um, there are going to be other problems that you have. Mm. Right. But it's but it's still even as someone that has been extremely privileged their entire life being me. It still hasn't been easy though. Mm -hmm. I didn't make it easy on myself. Like just having to dip into my mind and figure out and still doing, just trying to figure out all the, all the terrible things, all the weaknesses, all the things that don't need to be there and like trying to correct for them and Mm -hmm. rip them out and rewire all these different things, having to try to relearn. Yeah. Right. Uh, It's, it's definitely, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And when I think about the amount of work that it takes, And I've thought experientially for myself the amount of work that it has taken for me to just get where I am now. I don't. I look at people with so much more compassion. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's fucking tough. Like I I just by no means do I expect for most humans to try to do the grueling work that that just self recovery and healing
3: is. I just don't. I, I do not. Yeah. Fuck no. Mm. that's why I like to listen to people now yeah
0: I've come a long way from feeling like I just know things and wanting to give advice because we love helping people Mm -hmm. you just love you just want the best for people you just want to like well maybe you should just do this maybe you should just do that yeah and I've come a long way from thinking that way I think I was telling Von Marie this the other day that there's this understanding That most humans, I I believe, do not have. And if they did, it's like one step, but it's a whole journey. And the step is knowing that you don't know, right? Like, I think that one switch would transform you to a completely different person the way that you would interact with yourself and other people. It would transform everything. I think about.
2: That that is a huge benefit. And not to cut you off, no. It it makes you a better learner in anything mm-hmm. new that you try. Like yes. if you can set your ego aside and and realize that you're not going to be naturally good at just about fucking everything, it you learn so much faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have these blocks up. Yeah. yeah. For you know, I, um your ego allows you to learn better. It just does. If you're an eternal student. Um
0: yeah, I agree yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, it brings you to a certain place of humility of knowing like okay, I don't know shit. Like let me all right, let yeah. me listen. Yeah. Let me shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> and learn.
3: Um and you know Yeah, that's 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 a uh, I think like the most
0: the most worthwhile journey of of getting to the point of grasping that concept that you don't know. So Instead, where I would have given, tried to give advice to people often, I realized that I don't know the particulars. And as we've been, the whole theme of this conversation you and I have had today has been variability. I do not, I couldn't even fathom the variability of other people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like everything that led up to them being them. And I have no fucking idea. Mm -hmm. No clue. Right. And to think that I do is wildly arrogant. Yeah. Like to think
2: that you're that you could even understand that. I think people's natural inclination too is when they look at other people, they compare the that person to themselves. Yes. And how they would how they should handle the situation based on their own life.
0: Yeah. And that's just not the same. It's not. It's just not the (laughs) same. So I I, Because there's so many things that you don't know about. I think about advice people have tried to give me and they're just like, oh, I wouldn't do that. Or, you know, you should do this. And I'm like, that's always fascinating. Because it's like, you don't understand the path I'm on. You don't understand, like, the vision I'm setting forth. But you have advice on how you think I should get to this place you don't know that I'm trying to get. Like, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a very its like giving someone directions to get somewhere— but like they, they never, never told to. you they never they never told you where they were going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is It's, yep. it's just, you walking up to someone. All right. So you're going to want to take a left here. Then you want to go straight. for like. Whoa, what what are, you, what are you talking about? Well, you're trying to get somewhere, right? Oh, right, yeah. well, let me tell you how to get there. It was like, well, I, but I didn't even tell you where I was. You don't know where I'm going. Yeah. But you're giving me directions to get there. It doesn't make
2: any sense. Right. It's a combination of wanting to be helpful. Yeah. And also wanting to kind of regurgitate your own experiences. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, looking back at myself, it's like, you, you have all these different things like, you know, don't do drugs. Like that's it. That's a piece of advice. I don't know if I, I don't know if I would want to tell myself that I'm certain there was some dumb shit that I did. I know that there was some dumb shit I did, but then there's so many things that I would never, ever, ever want to take away. And there's, so, and there's just so many pieces of advice like that, like, go this way, go that way, go to school, don't go to school, like, do all these things. It's like, I, I just don't know who I would have been or what path it would have put me on and who I would have met and who I wouldn't have met. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know those things. And the variability is so grand that giving advice at this point to me sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I just love listening to people, asking them what it is they think they should do. Um, offering stories and perspectives from my life, mm-hmm. you know, cause maybe that'll give some insight or something that'll spark something for them. Uh, but boy, did I used to love to be an advice giver? Yeah.
2: I'm yeah. guilty of it still. Sometimes like yeah. I don't ever, if I don't ever try to make somebody quit drinking if they don't want to, but the second they tell me, I'm like <laughs> full of advice mm-hmm. and I always feel like it's good advice. And, but, a lot of times maybe it's not like yeah. that person probably has a way different backstory behind why they're trying to quit drinking than maybe I did.
0: Yeah. Um, Hugest reason uh, for drinking for a lot of people on a utilitarian standpoint is the ebbing of social anxiety, just like wanting to be around people and using it as a social lubricant to just kind of mm. jump in the pocket and not feel so, in their head about what the other person's thinking about them and all this sort of stuff.
3: And I thankfully do not deal with, I mean, if I deal with
0: social anxiety, it's at a level that I, I can just shrug it off my shoulders Like it doesn't really matter. It might as well not be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also know that a lot of the system in which I set in place Lends a hand towards that. Like a, a lot of things that I do are are very relaxing. Uh, it could be the fucking ninety minute massages that I'm paying for, you know, out at the mall. It could be the deep stretch yoga that I'm doing, uh, the hot cold therapy that I got from Andrew Huberman, by the way. The uh, sauna and and I don't have a cold plunge. I've done a cold plunge, but just cold showers, like ice cold showers, to to finish up the showers. And you feel like all that
3: helps with. Social
2: anxiety, or yeah, did
3: exercise. you ever have social anxiety? I I feel like I, it would
0: be irresponsible for me to say no. It just because because talking to people has definitely gotten easier through life. So I, so it seems it seems that it yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 point. yeah yeah I guess it did. It just never and I no I shouldn't say never either. It just. I think in a pivotal way, didn't really stop me from wanting... I guess the level in which I wanted to connect with humans mm-hmm. was greater than my social anxiety. Maybe I, I should you. just say it that yeah, way. that makes like, sense. Um, there would be times I'd look at myself as a coward because maybe there's like a girl you want to talk to when you're younger and you're like just fucking just left foot right foot like <laughs> yeah. go over there and then you don't do it and then there's another guy talking to her at the party and you're like damn she seems very approachable now yeah i should have i should have done
2: that yep, we've right? all been there too yeah
0: so you know there there're definitely those moments Th- those are younger moments though for the most part um but yeah it's you know it's but I know that people struggle with that greatly.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, telling people, you know, to, to not do it, I don't know. It's also, I've spoken about this a few times on here now. Uh, they've done research that it sort of opens up that creative part of the brain as well too. When you just get there's a a healthy, I almost healthy, but there's a <laughs> there's a, a a minuscule amount, like a minimal amount of uh blood alcohol content that allows you to be a bit more creative. And it's, you know, before drunk for sure, and maybe a little bit before tipsy. Uh, And there's in the Google headquarters, a room called the the whiskey room in which a lot of coders go in there and they uh, hook themselves up to a liquid IV of pure ethanol Hmm. that allows them to get to this state and they just sit in there and talk to each other and come up with codes for shit that they felt like they would have otherwise not been able to unlock.
2: Interesting.
0: Very interesting. These tech companies are very interesting places. <laughs> um so it's after reading that book, it was interesting because that book was a huge a huge eye opener for me the in how much I drunk? did not know. The, the, yeah. The drunk book. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I read it and it gave me such more of a comprehensive understanding of alcohol and where it came from and why we've used it for however long. And I just thought, damn, I did not know this information at all before. Mm -hmm. And this gives me a very different perspective on alcohol. And then I was just stretching one day and I just thought, I don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I should really think about what I say more and like just just realizing when I speak, how often I'm coming from a place of f- feigning knowledge, like I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like I should really be more in tune with that. yeah and, and really speak about things from my perspective and, and open up to more perspectives and more ideas which is fascinating because i thought i was open-minded before Mm -hmm. and then looking at it now i was like i was not open-minded like i and people thought that i was open-minded too i was like what does this say about like this is to where i was other people thought i was open-minded now to where i am now i was not at all Mm -hmm. and very very fascinating i'm much less judgmental about the way things the way Uh, things occur in people's lives and why they do things and all that. And what that does is allow you to become a much more avid learner. Yeah. Because now you're just open to things and you're just like, maybe, I don't know. Tell me about it. Yeah. Sure. I I don't know. Maybe I would have poo-pooed this idea before, but I don't know. Tell me how it works. Tell me why you think it works for you specifically. Like tell me about your experiences with it. Because sure, maybe. Yeah. There's so many different ways of doing life We'll never get to do them all. We'll never get to experience them all. We'll never get to make all the good decisions. We just have to have resolve in the decisions that we make and keep trucking forward. Mm -hmm. So who's to say that some other people aren't doing some things that are way cooler than what I'm doing or way more beneficial. And maybe if I just open my mind to it, maybe I can absorb a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying trying to do that more because I know that as you get older, things crystallize and People just get set in their ways and locked away, and I'm just trying my best to, to fight that you know, process.
2: Do you feel like, and I'm asking because I feel this way sometimes, the more you realize that you don't know, the more insecure you get to talk about certain things, like you're worried you're going to feel like a fucking idiot? <laughs> oh, no, I just,
0: I just accepted I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what's fascinating about that is the amount of pressure relieved off of my shoulders when I allowed myself to just, oh, Earl, you're a fucking, it just, you're an idiot. And that's okay.
2: And we say that joking because we're, we're not idiots, but you're, you're human. We're talking about things that you're, somebody's an expert on yeah. who we would sound like an idiot. Yeah, them yeah and, and, on, and how many subject. and how
0: many things can you talk about at an expert level like None. you said like you you, you, you know I
2: mean? <laughs> maybe one if you're lucky you know Honestly, what,
0: yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. what it takes to truly master something or even just come become highly proficient at. takes so listen we're only going to live but so many years we got to sleep eight hours a day if, you know, if you're trying to do that. Mm-hmm. You got to spend time with, you know, your loved ones. You, you, you got to go to work. You, the amount of time and effort that it's going to take to truly master something, you, you're going to spend your whole fucking life doing yeah, that. You sure. know, so, so you're going to have one thing. <laughs> Maybe if you're a very, very special person, a couple of things where you can speak at it speak on it at a very high level. And, you know, you could call yourself a professional, maybe, you know. But for the most part, you're just spitballing. You're just throwing darts around and, mm-hmm. you know, hoping to hit something. Yeah. Which, to me, alleviates so much pressure because you're like, oh, I don't need to act as if I'm a professional. Like, just, just embrace the ignorance. Yeah. Just yeah. just embrace that ignorance like a child would. And it will allow you to learn more and it will allow you in as as a creative. This means a lot to me to explore more. It just allows you to explore more because. You won't you won't be as closed off from conversations, Mm -hmm. you you won't you'll instead of saying someone, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. Or like, that's a terrible way like this. This is what it should be. You will say things like, what have you heard about that? What has your experience been on that? And then it it just allows all these new branches to 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 branch out and for you to jump out on different limbs and explore new territory the way that a child would. Yeah. And so, from a creative standpoint, I think that that's absolutely necessary if you are to remain to to not get bored being an artist. Mm-hmm. You're gonna want to continue to keep that childlike fervor inside of your spirit so you can continue to move around and explore things in an uninhibited way mm-hmm. um you know and and but being older and wiser also hopefully in a safe way in a safe environment yeah. that doesn't get you killed <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because um, that can be a difficult balance sometimes you know we've all heard about the artists that they like push the limits you know of drugs and alcohol abuse because that because they're trying to sp- call the muse to them they're mm-hmm. trying to spur the inspiration and they think that the intoxication is the way to get closer to that and that's worked for them in the past and so they have to try to balance
2: like a lot of people have just died trying to be great do you think heart. that's comparable at all to the instant dopamine um Conversation. Instant dopamine paradox. Yeah. Um, like, do you feel like mm. it's more beneficial to you as a person to, to dig as much as you can without mm. using drugs or alcohol to help with creativity? Probably in the long run. Yeah. yeah. If
0: you, now, Jimi Hendrix is known as one of the greatest guitarists of all time. To some people, the greatest. Mm. He also died at age 27. Yeah. You know? So... Right, it depends on what it is you're looking for. Yep. Uh, Quality
2: or quantity? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and maybe if
0: if he had just chilled a bit, yeah, uh, he could have done it. Squeezed out he, another album. He could have been see. like fucking Keith Richards, that's still out there yep. singing his ass off, dancing around. Mick Jagger still dancing across stage, you know, dressing wild. You yep. know what I mean? Like maybe you could have. And
2: those guys were partying hard too. So it's it's. Uh, and I don't think there's any argument either that. The shit he was doing sparked some creativity. It's just how oh, much yeah. and was it worth it?
0: Yeah. He ended up choking on his own vomit in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, having whatever reaction to what he was on that night, it's just, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. A lot of people shoot for that. Amy Winehouse was huge. People look at her. She's still a lot of people's favorite singer. She died, I believe, age 27. Mm-hmm.
2: Janis Joplin.
0: Janis Joplin, age 27.
3: Um, so, uh, uh Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, I believe, age twenty-seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, also a weird number, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think I think long run you wanna you probably wanna sustain, <laughs> like if that if that's <laughs> like if that's if that's what you're looking for, yeah, yeah, you're you're gonna wanna try to find a way. Of sustaining and it may not it may not come that's the thing, it may not come with the same exuberance that it comes when you're constantly taking a hit or whatever it is that your vice is, so it's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't come with the same risk factor like, oh, I'm living on a fucking edge. you know, sometimes you're just having a regular ass day and you're making a sandwich. yep, yeah. you know, and <laughs> you're just like, damn, like I'm just making a sandwich today, like there's yeah. just nothing's really. Coming to me, uh, Kendrick Lamar, who I'm a fan of, put out his last album, which was basically a therapy session, and I loved that album. And in that album, he has a line, and he says, "Writer's block for two years, nothing moved me," and then I asked, you know, God to speak through me. That's who you're hearing now. Yours truly. And when you hear someone like Kendrick put an album out, it's so difficult to think that he's having writer's block for two years. It's very difficult to like consider like the guy that that makes these things that we hear. You're telling me for two years you couldn't write anything down, right? Like you, like nothing came to you. Yeah, that's everything you've written
2: is better than anything I've ever written.
0: anything that most people are writing like it's just it's it's beautiful and in hip-hop prolific like it's it's wild but to think yeah nah, for two years nothing graced my consciousness Hmm. i could not make a song if you ask me Hmm.
3: so i think it's tough you know to to be an artist sometimes to like wait for that
0: thing or to try to live life to the point where it just starts to flow through you and then you can gain some some inspiration. I think that's that's just a, an artist's life. And I, I want to talk to more artists about that, what their process is, how do they feel like they gain stuff, if they've found any sort of – if they believe in a shortcut way of getting to the nectar that they need to produce things or if they feel like it just it just takes time mm-hmm. and you just have to – as they say, trust in the process and allow things to come to you. Or if there's a certain state of mind you feel like you, you get more out of than others. Like, is it, is it sobriety? Do you do you drink a little bit here? Do you take a little bit of this here? What sort of space do you have to be in? I think that all that is fascinating. The way that people gain inspiration in order to output. Yeah, because I imagine it's. It just seems different, yeah, varietal, like everything else that we've talked about, um, like when you're putting together these these videos, like you're out there, you're taking photographs, I imagine I mean I don't even know like when you're taking photographs you're you're looking through the lens so you understand certain angles, like you understand like what looks good mm-hmm. you know which is which is a gift in itself because everyone can't just. Kind of know like what angle they would like to see something. Well, I at, didn't know it or... day
2: one either. It's just like yeah. anything else, right? Like mm-hmm. I took a, I took five thousand bad photos before I took a good one, mm-hmm. and st- even still, like some photos are way better than others. But creativity is certainly something that is developable.
3: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah.
2: it go on with your question
0: well well well, well i well now i'd love to ask you cuz you are taking the photos and then you have this separate part where then now you have to post edit and do all these mm-hmm. different things you you incorporating them into movies and i don't know if you do any sound along with it or if that's like the next guy's job
2: no or, i do so yeah i'll do audio for an episode and okay. mix in music and mix the natural audio with the music. Oh, yeah. Okay. You so
0: you're, you're heavily mm-hmm. a part of this whole creative mm-hmm. process. So what are you doing to, like, what is your process? How do you gain insight into, into the nectar that you need to to put things together?
2: As far as where do I, where do I. Yeah, like when you're putting stuff together, what
0: makes you think like, oh, you know what, this, this music or this. Or this is how I'll fade in the 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 natural audio with the with the music and
2: it, yeah. So I mean, it's different from project to project. Mm. Like for the episode, like when you're choosing music for a certain part of the episode, like what do you want the viewer of the episode to be feeling at this point in the episode? If it's if you want them to feel like it's a struggle, then you're gonna play some dark, mm-hmm. you know, music. If if something if if there's a successful hunt starting to come together that's an instance where you use some inspirational or happy music like um putting together the episode is to me it's that's easier than capturing the content for an episode yeah being out in the field with the camera and trying to find creative shots and every hunt's different but you gotta you gotta find different ways to be creative in the f- like you can't have every episode look exactly the same
0: and you would just oh right right. so if you're getting the same
2: six or eight shots there's more than six or eight shots an episode but if you're getting the same kind of shit yeah. every time you're out there the yeah. episodes are going to be yeah it's
0: so like oh this looks i know they're in a different place but this looks just like yeah like identical to mm-hmm. the last episode hmm so yeah so how do you do that it's just trial and error you just take a million photos
2: so with the video video and photo really you develop an eye for it over time um but i i get inspiration from other artists from other camera guys like i see the stuff they film and then i kind of try to you got to put your own twist on it yeah um And then you also, at the same time, you need to know the basic rules of photography and be able to apply those and integrate those with your creativity. Because you could find something really cool, but if you don't photograph it the right way, it's not going to look as cool on the photo as it did in your brain. (laughs) Mm. That's
0: what's, I guess that's what's interesting to me about artistry is like the nuance of all these things that have to come together. It's like, it's like the perfect storm has to come together. Like you want the, I, I sometimes I've been, you know, thoughtful about education working in the opposite direction
3: of, of like a creative process and thinking that. Sometimes learning things stifles the creativity because you may have gone into
0: it with your with a completely different flair than you would have if you were taught how to do something one way and then started doing it that way and then couldn't like go backwards, you know, in some freer way. Um, And and sometimes I've, I've like I've thought about this with communication. like. There was a long time in which I I would read a lot of communicational books and I would be in my head as I was having interpersonal communications with people, like, you know, checking body language and tone and word usage and all these different things. And then I guess some point in time that slowly was just integrated into the way that I do things. So I don't I don't think about it.
2: It wasn't a conscious effort anymore.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a conscious effort anymore. But I wondered if that was ever necessary to even go through all of that or if you had just started as a,
3: a kind human that had a basic understanding of the english language and you were open minded like would it like did did I, did I need to go through all of that and would it be better or or does that work for me in some way that now I'm just I'm just being
0: ungrateful for, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just it's just it's just a part of this because I have a technicality to things that has been built in that I just no longer think about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I have no idea, but there's this interesting balance between technicality and artist, and then just like creativity like uninhibited, just creativity, along with uh, that, that, is, that has some makeup of inspiration that you've gotten from other people that do it versus a lack of knowing things, because sometimes a lack of knowing gives you your own personal mm-hmm. touch on it. Um, yeah. So it's, it's this very, very interesting, like, glob of things that are working together. At any point in time. And I suppose that my interest in asking artists about this process is what they feel like they rely on the most or, you know, what they feel like they have kind of foregone in their process now. Like if they still study the technicalities, the things or if they've or if they've been done with that. I was watching a a TED talk once about a guy who is teaching about storytelling and he had like 20 steps to telling a good story. And the 20th step was, was, you know, then forget all these other 19 rules that I said. Hmm. So like that was very interesting.
2: One of my buddies, Nick, who I work with in the hunting industry, is super talented dude as far as editing video. He's great with a camera. Um, but he says one of his favorite things about cinematography is when you break the basic rules and it works. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's so
2: true. Yeah. Like some of the coolest photos out there, like people aren't using the rule of thirds. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, and that's just a basic rule. I'm just yeah, spitballing a little bit, but what is the rule of third? The third. So if you, if you, when you take a photo, there's, you should, you should be imagining like a tic-tac-toe board.
1: Okay.
2: Right. And, what you want the viewer to focus on in that photo should be somewhere in one of those crosshairs. That's, uh, that's the rule of thirds. okay, thugs. okay, okay. Got you. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking a product photo. It should be either on this. The product that I want the person to look at should be on this crosshair, this one, this one. Or this
0: yeah, one. one of the little quadrants. Yes. <clears throat>
3: but, why, if,
0: but if it's a quadrant,
3: like if there are four of them, why is it the rule of thirds? Do you know? Because there's... Three, is there three lines? So there's three
0: squares. Oh, there are three squares. There's
2: nine squares.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Okay. There's nine squares. Okay. 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 I see. Interesting. There's a top third, mm-hmm. a middle third, and a lower third. Okay. okay. And then a left third, middle third, right third. Oh, Okay. 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 I get it. Hmm. Yeah, that's
3: interesting. And that that'll be what'll be uh, I guess that's kind of the, the the unique factor of humans. It's like will AI will will it will it be able to do that? Will it be able to there, there's
0: this fascinating thing with artists. I mean we all we all have like our favorite bands or favorite, you know, just individual musicians. And I've often wondered, like when watching John Mayer up on stage or whatever, play a guitar, and I think about all the the whole band up there, the other guitar players, the singers, this and that, I'm like, I wonder you know, why they don't have their own flourishing solo career.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I know a lot of the time I've wondered that too a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like when there's one singer up there and then three backup singers who probably sing just as well. Or Some better or better. Or better. And and a
0: lot of that with, with the backup guitarists and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. those guys are they're like they're technicians. Mm-hmm. So they know how to how to break down a guitar, rebuild it, restring it, do whatever it is they want to do with a guitar. Make it sound however they want it to sound. Mm-hmm. But they're but they're like so technical that they just play it perfectly. But it's like what we want is an imperfect player. Hmm. Like we don't we don't want to just hear guitar play it perfectly, like we want the the notes that like don't quite make sense yeah. here and there, yeah. you know? And, and 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 the voice of the of the singers we love aren't usually like perfect. There's like you can sense like the sadness in them, and mm-hmm. you know a note will break when they're singing about something, or it'll yeah. be you know kind of rough at certain edges, yeah. and it's like that's what I like—the yeah, rawness. Yeah, it's the rawness, mm-hmm. and I guess we're asking: is 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 AI going to create that rawness? Is it going to create the rawness? Hmm. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. Amen. <laughs> um, hey, I think this is a good this is a good place to leave off. Cool. Today, I appreciate you coming here. Yeah, man. This is fucking episode 200. Absolutely. And yeah. Let's, we're not, not...
2: let's not make 400 the next one that we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not.
2: Let's not. I've been. There has been so
0: many episodes. I've looked back in the, back in the past and thought like, I gotta, I gotta have a redo. I gotta have redos. I gotta have these people back on here. I gotta hear from them more.
2: We need to do the Avengers podcast.
0: We got to have the Avengers podcast. It's just so difficult because Mikey's out here trying to break world records. Fucking guy. You know, Blaze is out there training him and however many other people she trains. Mm -hmm. Vince is conquering the world with his muscles and his mind. (laughs) Like, like, you know, like everyone's out here.
2: You're out here traveling the U.S. I think we're all... You're wrapped up, localized right now. Oh, okay, okay. So I think we can make it happen soon. Okay, I'm probably gonna see all of them today.
0: Oh, damn, that's hilarious.
2: Actually, no, no. Blaze asked me to coach for her tonight, so she's probably not gonna be. I'll see them all this week.
0: Okay, all right. So I just, I just gotta get in touch with everyone. It's, but in the, in the next, hopefully in the next like, just a couple of months.
2: Yeah, maybe we Let's can Let's do a group chat, a group, yeah, group yeah text a chat. group text, and, yeah. and
0: see when we can lock this in and yep. get get the Avengers in here. That would be a fucking awesome episode. Yeah, it will. (laughs) The Avengers. (laughs) All right, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, man. Yeah,
3: man. Peace, everybody. Peace. Love you. Thank you. Thank you.